Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. Then later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. Today is a special episode as we've made it to episode 100, which means essentially two straight years of Jurassic content coming to you week after week. And I think I've only missed uh, maybe a week or two over the full run, but we've definitely made up for it with special update episodes, commentaries, and certainly more. It's been a real blast bringing you all these fun discussions, uh, new segments all the time, showcasing the listeners and the fans of the franchise, even some of the people involved in the films, which is really cool. Um, And you know what, guys? It's such a prime time to be a Jurassic fan. And uh, guess what? It's certainly only going to get better from here. Also, this week, May 23rd to be exact, marks the 20th anniversary of The Lost World Jurassic Park. Now, that's one of my favorite films of all time. One for me that kind of rivals Jurassic Park as the best in the series. Now, we here at the podcast have had a blast honoring this film the entire month of May with different segments and certainly thoughts from the listeners. And uh, we're not done just yet as we'll certainly be honoring it more here today and again next week in the final days of the month. So in this episode, we do have a great roundtable chat with some of our prominent contributors here on the podcast. Jennifer Tarek, Jay Jurassic, Aaron Beyer, Steve Hurl, and James Hawkins. We had a great time talking about the podcast itself and, uh, of course, shifting over to the Jurassic series as a whole. It's a really long chat, so stick around for that one. Because after that, we have a few thoughts from the listeners of the podcast on the 100th episode. Now, uh, you may have noticed this week I asked for all the listeners to submit their thoughts on The Lost World. Originally, I was going to include listeners' thoughts in this episode today. But the response was so great that I figured I'd devote an entire episode to it this week. Um, So stay tuned for that one because it's coming up real soon. And aside from that, also this week you'll be hearing from myself again with James Hawkins and Steve Hurl as we do another commentary track, this time of course focusing on The Lost World. Now I will be releasing that commentary track via YouTube and of course here on the podcast feed. You can either listen to that one as a full podcast like you're doing right now, or you can actually watch the movie along with us. And uh, we'll actually give you a countdown so you know when to start the movie so you can listen and watch along with us. One last thing before we start the show, finally, we have our giveaway up and running. I've been teasing it the past few weeks, but it's finally ready to go live. We've got a special post on our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you can find all the details on the giveaway. So from May 22nd until June 4th, 2017, you can enter our giveaway via the form located within the post on our website and potentially win one of two prize packs. So prize pack number one is the big Mondo Jurassic World double LP vinyl album. 
Yaroslav's amazing The Lost World 20th anniversary print, and Jay Jurassic's really cool new podcast print featuring a Velociraptor, the T-Rex, and a Dilophosaurus, along with a few other things in there. Uh, he's currently finishing that one up, so check out the preview of the print and the rest of those awesome prizes in Prize Pack 1 on the blog post. Now, Prize Pack 2 will get you, again, Yaroslav's amazing The Lost World 20th Anniversary print, Jay Jurassic's The Queen print, featuring the Rex from Jurassic Park, along with some awesome designs on there, and a vial of Dilophosaurus Venom straight from Biosyn. Now, these are two really awesome prize packs, so if you are within the United States, head to our website and use the form for multiple options to enter the contest. So you may have seen a few changes on the podcast feed and maybe on our website. If you haven't yet, go check them out. But let's get into the big roundtable chat where we can learn more about the podcast, the awesome updates that I'm talking about, and more. Let's open up the doors to the Visitor Center, where I chat with contributors Jennifer Terry, Jay Jurassic, Aaron Beyer, Steve Hurl, and James Hawkins. So today, I'm joined by our all-star cast here on the Jurassic Park Podcast to celebrate episode 100. Now, this thing has been pretty consistently going every single week for the past two years, and uh, we've definitely made it to episode 100 due to the awesome contributions of Jennifer Tarek. Hello. Jay Jurassic. Hey, what's up, guys? Aaron Beyer. Hey, everyone. Steve Hurl. Hey, good to be back. And James Hawkins. Hi, guys. How does it feel, guys, to, to make it to episode 100? I feel old. <laughs> old. I feel 100. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not like we've done an episode per year, so it's just been two years. So you're, not that, you're not that old. It's been a long time, Brad. Long time. <laughs> just shows how much your uh, pod's progressed, really, doesn't it? Yeah, man. It's been, it's been really ridiculous how much they've progressed. And, you know, not to say it's great or anything, but it – the way it started was horrible <laughs> and I, I've listened back to episode one and I'm like super embarrassed about it I've talked about it before how how I just like I was so like timid and quiet hey guys uh you're, you're listening to the Jurassic Park podcast uh but you know it's <laughs> it's gotten a lot better now and uh maybe I put on a little bit of a radio voice now so you guys can uh hear me a little bit better but uh yeah it's been fun and I, I'm I'm I appreciate all the hard work everybody's been putting into it. All the listeners have been putting in by submitting stuff and, uh, you know, requesting different things here and there. And uh, it's been a ton of fun. Yeah, you know, it's definitely crazy to think how much it's it's grown. I, I came in around episode 60, maybe in the 50s and 60s when I started listening and then got involved a little bit later. And uh, it's definitely crazy to see how much it's progressed. Um it almost it's it's gone from feeling just like a podcast to now it's like a show. It's like a weekly show that you get about uh, this franchise, and that's been pretty cool. Exactly, yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to to open it up to other people to have their own segments and kind of like a variety show, I guess you could say, of, of different topics and different everything. And and it's not just about me or or you know just the movies. It's about the the games, the collecting, the books, everything. So we can all kind of appreciate 
uh, all the different aspects everything. of it. And I, I can't bring the, that aspect to everything myself. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm a collector, but I'm not the biggest collector. And I pl- I've played games, but I don't play all the games. And, you know, so it uh, it's great to have you guys and others, you know, reach out with stuff that they feel comfortable about and you feel comfortable about to submit and talk about on a weekly basis almost. And this month is, um, it's kind of, we're focusing a lot on the lost world because it is the 20th anniversary. And (sighs) it's like week after, Oh, this is first off, this is Jen's favorite month. Um, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) But like, I've had so much contributions from other people that I've, had to do very little this month, which is, is good for myself because I can, you know, focus on other things and get prepared for this, you know, episode 100 and all the stuff we've got going on. Um, but it's awesome that I can kind of rely on you guys and, and, uh, you know, just throw it in here and there whenever, you know, anybody submits a segment. Well, I made the joke with you the other day. I said, what are you going to do when we all just overthrow you and we don't need you anymore? <laughs> and uh, oh. you know, you're just like, what are you going to do when it's no longer like it's just this beast that you can't contain? <laughs> I was like, you know, you, you, you can have it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I don't want it. I don't want the responsibility. <laughs> See, that's smart. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's like I keep joking the past like few weeks that I need an assistant. And it's been a joke, but honestly, not a joke because there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, it's it's a lot for one person to to handle. And luckily, I've had, you know, a good group, you know, you guys to help out with different things. And and uh, it's really made a, a big difference. So I guess like each of like I said, each of you kind of have your own little niche here and there. Jen, maybe you don't have a segment per se, which you maybe you should. You should maybe think about starting your own. Uh, it's maybe, maybe I think, I think what it is, is you should do like the lost world. You should just like cover oh. the lost world. Just oh, I am a pro. But, I mean, <laughs> it would be lost world segment, but you may not have your own segment, but, uh, you've, you've been on uh, close to the most amount of episodes besides me. So which is kind of yeah, mind say- blowing. Cause I remember I, I was there for your first podcast. I, cause I listened to Jurassic cast back in what, 2013 when they first started. Yeah. And that was my, that was what I did at work. And, um, I never work at work. And <laughs> so I, when I came across yours, it was week one. And so I was there week one and I was listening to it and I, I loved it. And I thought, Oh man, this, this guy's so cool. I want to be, I was just like building myself in the fandom in with my site and just, who I was in the fandom and finding my identity in that. And then I was looking up to you and, and other folks and I was thinking, man, I want to be friends with him. I want to be on this podcast. He's the coolest person. He did such a good production value. And it was just really cool. And then a few weeks in, um, you, you reached out and you, to people and general listeners and said, do you have any input? Do you have any of this? And that was so refreshing because you see people up in their little high pedestal of whatever they're doing and they're untouchable in a way especially to people who have no name in the fandom at all but you reached out to people and and you brought them in and that that was so nice and so refreshing and 100 episodes later and i can't believe i've been on that many and i'm a great friend of mine and it's just crazy to see what's happened since that first one in your car and then i went back remember when i went (laughs) i was joking with you and i went back and listened to that first one and i I think i might have been dming you like laughing about the different yeah. things you were saying and stuff. That was, that was good. That was fun yeah. time. It, it's super it's, embarrassing. And here, actually, you know what? Great. 
uh, let me let me see if you guys can hear this. I'm gonna try to play uh, a quick clip from it. Let's see if it actually plays. <laughs> Before we get into the news, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am a long Jurassic Park fan <laughs> from New Jersey. Like any other kid obsessed with Jurassic Park, <laughs> I hate it. All the toys and memorabilia I could find. So cute. Ah, so what? It's a good intro. It's so funny. It's so funny that you say you hate it because I remember when I was reaching out to you, I, you know, I sent you just an email through your web, your, uh, your email address that you list. Yeah. And I remember like crafting that email for like a week. Like you don't know this, but like <laughs> I crafted and like checked that email for like, I was like, this guy's got to know that I'm a legit fan. Like yes. I have like input to say, exactly. um, which is funny. Cause like, I didn't know that you were just like a regular guy, like doing this show. I mean, I guess I assumed, but hey, I thought you, you had like experience Wait, or whatever. What do you mean regular guy? Well, no, like, I didn't know that, like, I thought you, like, I thought maybe you worked for, like, Universal or something. Oh, wow. No, no, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the funny thing is I do get a lot of emails and different stuff, and I find it funny that people still to this day will contact me and be like, uh, can I be in the next movie? Can I, can I, can you cast me in the movie? Or can you I, don't, I'm like, surely no. Uh, no, yeah, I do get those emails. And, and, really? <laughs> and I can't That's do insane. anything. I, I, I'm not that person, so uh, no, I can't get you a role. You should just say, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Please but, send me $1,000 as an audition. <laughs> yeah, it's funny It's funny how you perceive certain things. And, and Jen, I, you know, you can attest to this, I think. Well, you know, the amount of times you've chatted with, with Bryce even. It's like she's as much of a normal person as anybody, right? Totally, yes. Just in a unique situation, she always says she's a normal person in a unique situation. Yeah, which I guess the same same with us. One of us much lower level. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm mean, not trying to say. We're I, the get, same. I get emails from people too, thinking that I'm Bryce or that I can easily send her something that they are sending me. Or I mean, I get that all the time as well. Yeah. And I, I do that with a lot of podcasts that I listen to, and I I put them on a pedestal, and I know them. But they have no mm-hmm. clue who I am, you know. So, so you do kind of have to, you know, like you said, Aaron, write that email that that's very particular and very, you know, uh, you know, every the, the grammar's perfect, the spelling, everything's perfect, and you send it out and you sit there and wait and like, kind of like hope you'll get a response. And actually, I gotta say, I've been really bad at responding to my emails recently, <laughs> since it, it is like a, a crazy month here. So I've been like falling behind on that, but. Oh, you I became see that. that person, did you? I, I guess, yeah. I, I've been really bad at it, but I'm trying to get back on the horse and uh, get back to everybody all at once. So it, it's tough. Like I said, I need an assistant, guys. Yeah, we're, you Me need too. a Zara. I need one. <laughs> Can I hire somebody too? Can we partner up with a different assistant? I need one too. <laughs> so, uh, so Jay, um, you, you've aw- awesomely started this this great segment, Amber Finds. And it's gotten a ton of feedback. People really love it. And um, just, I guess, talk about what made you want to start that segment yourself. Well, it's it's funny what, what Aaron was saying. Um, I, I, it was kind of the same situation. Way I started hearing the podcast, and I was thinking the same kind of thing. That I'm like, okay. Um, and and when I I wanted to contact you because I wanted to be on the show, but I was like, I was doing the kind of the same thing. I was like, I don't know what to say. Like. Uh, you know, I mean, I had some stuff going on with um, with the like the collection pictures and whatnot, but I didn't know if I could be on the show or if you, had, if you had guests and whatnot. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, I eventually did contact you, and you're like, "Yeah, man, um, anytime, be on the show." And we did 
the the toy segment when Mattel and when Mattel won the license from Hasbro, and it was like that special. And then we talked about doing um, sorry another no, episode no. where we talk about the uh, my collection and whatnot. And uh, from there on, we start kind of chatting about maybe doing a segment about my collection. And I thought it was a really good idea. And it's just, it's awesome so much to be part of this podcast. I've made really good friends from it, uh, all you guys, you know. And uh, I, I just love talking about these collectibles that I've had for years or that I've gained in the last couple of years because mm -hmm. I've had this collection for such a long time and I didn't really have anybody to share it with because I wanted to like share this collection and uh, and I used to be on JPL but I wasn't like really known on there and I was like kind of a, a bit of a ghost on there here and there I'd post yeah. stuff up but I made maybe a few friends from there and then just uh, on, on here though I've made so much more friends and and I've been able to share this collection that I've been building up for years to share it with people, which is because if I had just locked away, it's just, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, yeah. it, it, it every every episode that I and I speak about this stuff just uh, is great, you know, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. Our collections just sit on a shelf and don't really get to be admired in a way. It sounds weird, but, you know, they just sit there and we get to see them or you know personally but uh i think it's awesome that you can share that you know authenticity and relatability with everybody out there to say you know i've got this unique thing and here's what i love about it here's my story because a lot of these items we all have a story when it comes to them and i think that's what people really like about your segment yeah i try to yeah because a lot of the items i pick them up and like you said it it, it brings me back like mm -hmm. i can visualize myself when I was a little kid, like playing with these toys and or when I got them or whatnot, um, some of them are new, new items. Uh, but I just like it's just bringing people back to that time is always great because this is this is a movie that all of us have seen when we were young and in our imagination was still wild back then. And and um, it just anytime this movie's on or anything that that's why we love this movie so much it, it it's it's from that time of our childhood mm -hmm. it made our childhood for some of us like like me it, it's never changed <laughs> yeah it's never dinosaurs have never gone away all these years so um doing this segment like whenever i do it it's just great you know yeah uh, yeah thank you so much for doing it it's it's been a a blessing to have you submit so much stuff and so much content when I'm like, a, you know, afraid I don't have enough for the week. You're, you, you got something for me, like whether it's it's Amber Fines or it's the Hunters and Gatherers. And you're you're continually expanding that segment, which is really cool. Yeah, we just did uh, one not to, uh, with Aaron the other day where we reviewed the, the breakout wrecks. So that'll be coming up in a, in a while. Yeah, so. oh, man, I can't wait to hear that one. It is good, though, um, to sort of you know, reflects on old stuff, I guess, sometimes. If you haven't got kids, like, when you've got kids, I think you can have an excuse to sort of introduce them to them, can't you? Yeah, I, yeah think I think that's true. You know, like, I've got, like, a niece and nephew right now, and it is fun getting – my nephew's right at that age where he can start appreciating um, some of these, like, PG-13 level things. And yeah. so I've been sending him just, like – some Jurassic Park stuff here and there, some Batman, some Superman stuff, you know, and it's it's kind of fun to watch the younger generation appreciate the things that we enjoyed 20-some years ago. Yeah, but you think things have changed so much in that time that 
like kids just don't appreciate the same sort of stuff that we did when we were younger. And yeah. I don't know whether it's just due to technology or the special effects in films these days and things like that. They don't play outside. <laughs> no, they <laughs> don't. I mean, we all played outside when we were kids, and we had. I mean, we weren't taken over by a lot of this uh, technology, so a lot of these toys actually were being played with. We had Nintendo 64, though, so uh, that yeah. kind of kept a lot of kids inside. <laughs> yeah. Kept yeah. me inside. That's when it started. That's when it started, uh-huh. for sure. Uh, for me, it was the Mega Drive all the way. That's uh, Sega, right? Was it for us? Sega yeah. Genesis. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, the Genesis, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, I have that, too. Yeah, and yeah. I've still got that. I'm actually looking at it at the moment with the. Um, I got the Genesis part. right there next to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I went. I went, round, I went round Steve's and was playing the the was it what edition was it the Jurassic Park game what one one where you can be Alan Grant and then you can, or you could be the Raptor. Yeah, that it's was uh, both. Like just two the Jurassic them. Park Sega game, yeah, right. Though there was the yeah. What one was it? Chaos. The Rampage edition. Ram- Rampage, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. I love that one. I guess since we're on games, Aaron, you uh, you were you know part of the group that started the the game trail and uh, a few other things here. So the game trail is something like I said. I, I've I've played a, a few games here and there, like that Sega game I've played. Um, but you know a lot more about this stuff, and you you know other guys that know a lot more about it. And uh, you've started the game trail, which is an awesome segment, and it's even branched out a little bit since. And uh, why don't you talk about what wanted what made you want to start that one? Uh, yeah, so Game Trail just kind of came from uh, just a lot of Twitter comments that and emails that you were getting, like specifically about video games and stuff. And, you know, you had kind of said, like, you know, I don't play too many of the games. Like, I play them here and there. And um, I, I'll fully admit, I haven't played very many either. I went right from having a regular Nintendo. Uh, so I played that Jurassic Park game. And then the next Jurassic Park game I played was on the PlayStation 1, that Lost World game that came out. So, uh there's a huge gap for me as well. And I think what's fun about doing the game trail is that um, I don't really consider myself like the host of that or anything. Uh, we did it with Criss Cross Media. And uh, Jay, you were on that one, correct? About yes, the was. Jurassic Park game. Yeah. So that was the first one we did. And I don't really consider myself necessarily the host. Um, I think I have a maybe like a decent talent for like moderating and, and kind of reining people in uh, as far as like keeping like a time schedule or whatever, um, which you might hear on the breakout Rex uh, episode where I kind of just am like, okay, let's wrap it up, you know, but um, <laughs> you know, I, so what this is kind of like trying to fill is, is that desire for people to reminisce about those old video games and where I would like to branch it out. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out with, with video is or, or something is is doing like playthroughs of even like there's card games there's the 2xl which we've done an episode of um there's board games there's there's all kinds of games uh around this franchise and i'm, I'm trying to figure out how to um incorporate very visual uh games you know it's easy to talk about a video game um but to talk about a card game is kind of like boring right like and i think if there was maybe a playthrough where uh, a listener or a viewer, I guess at that point could enjoy the artwork, um, on all these different, uh, games. Uh, that is kind of intriguing to me, but you know, for anybody out there who's not hearing a particular game that they love, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, and we can talk about like getting you to talk about that game because there's so like, I miss, I completely miss the SNES. I miss the Genesis. Um, everything like Jurassic park three related, I never got into. So, 
Um, you know, there's definitely things I've missed and, and would love to get people to talk about those as well without me having to play through them because I, I bought the SNES game about six months ago and I am terrible at it. So I will never finish that game. There's no way. Yeah, well, what I like about that segment is kind of this nostalgia that Jay has in his segment it is like you you hear the awesome uh, – well, I'll say awesome because I really like that intro even though I made it, but it's so awesome. <laughs> and then, it, you know, it flows into all the, the retro gaming music and stuff like that and hearing you guys talk passionately about these games, whether it's good or bad, uh, it's awesome and I love hearing that. And, man, that 2XL, like – well, I mean, it's it's like kind of a toss-up. I would consider it a game because you're playing through, but it's also a I story. That, that thing was amazing, and I, I'm so happy you got that out of the you know the you know what it, it, out of the attic or wherever it was, and uh, played through. And the thing actually held up, and it, maybe it was a little bit slow at first to kind of warm up, and then all of a sudden the voices sound more natural and stuff. And we played through a few times, and uh, there's some really good stuff coming up soon. You know, it's so funny that you bring up the 2XL because I remember like I remember telling you about it like, oh, when I go back to my parents house, I'm going to grab this 2XL and and stuff. And I, I found him in my closet and I, I was checking him out and I opened it up and there's just battery acid all inside oh. uh, the 2XL robot. These, you know, big, big D battery, at, wow. uh, you know, leaking acid. And, and I took the batteries out. I cleaned them up a little bit and I put new batteries in and like. I'm just this 32 year old man like sitting at my parents like table and he wouldn't work and I go my mom my mom's like what's wrong and I'm like my 2XL won't work and I told someone we could play with it and she's like well let me take a look at it and she like looked at it and she like adjusted the batteries and she got it to work I was like yay my 2XL works again thanks mom that's amazing taking yourself back 20 years yeah Aww. exactly I it was it if there was a video camera in the room, it would have totally have been just a weird Saturday Night Live like sketch. It was really <laughs> random. Yeah, well, that's like the essence of this this entire podcast is nostalgia and that little moment you had and and bringing that thing to light for a lot of people like that have never heard of it. I never heard of it, and I never you know heard those play read throughs or whatever. And uh, it's very new to a lot of people, and I've gotten so much cool feedback on that specific episode. Where, you know, people are actually reaching out and buying their own now. Like they're actually going to eBay, buying it. And uh, it, it's really cool to see that kind of response, I guess, to something like that. And that's what I was hoping for because it is a unique thing. And uh, it, it's actually like a really awesome story. Like I was I was like amazed at how interesting it was and how thrilling it was. And, and the next one, the next one we have coming up, uh, I don't know when we're going to air that one yet, but – it's so awesome. And the voice acting is incredible. The Jeff Goldblum, whoever did that, is is spot on. It's like really good, they yeah. nailed it. It's so funny. <laughs> you know um, what we need? There's never been like a Jurassic Park or Jurassic World universe seen it. Yeah. Or, um, you know, the board game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they've yeah. never had one of them, have they? I, I No, they I don't never think so. have. And I feel like now's the time to do it. Yeah. They That'd just really have cool. a Monopoly, right? That's it. Just yeah, they have a Monopoly, that's, that's yeah. It. They need a decent board game. I've um I've got one that's really cool. It's called Dead of Winter. It's about it's like a zombie apocalypse. You've got loads of characters on it and you have to sort of loot different places and you roll to sort of survive, if you know what I mean. It's like a survival game. Sure. It's really, really cool and really in depth. Like you could be playing it for two hours easily. It's really good though. Um, and like- every game's different because every single card gives you a different dilemma, like be fuel salt shortage or you need food or something like that. 
and you and that game title like determines on how you play the game so you go to look for areas where you're likely to find them things and uh yeah no it's a really cool game but i was thinking something like in depth like that for like a jurassic game where it's all done on chance and you know, you risk if you want to go into the. You have to go in the jungle to get something, but you you have to roll for exposure and things like that. It'd be pretty cool. I do have the Jurassic Park three board game though. That's about all I got. They had What's a Jurassic like? Park uh, board game, and then they had a Lost World board game by Milton oh, Brad. Did yeah, they? I think I had yeah. Lost World, the JP three. So if you played the JP three one, the other two yeah. are in s- similar aspect. I'm actually hunting down the Lost World one right now. I did not know that. That's awesome. I do have Jurassic Park playing cards. I do have that. I got that oh, from yeah. my grandma's oh, house. Okay. One of my cousins, cool, like, eh? one of my cousins left them there, and so then I picked them up. I, I have those two sealed up, though. I don't have them open. Oh, mine are used. <laughs> the box <laughs> is very used, but the cards oh, you are. You gotta use them. <laughs> that deck is hard to use because there's actually no like. It just says what it is in the upper corners, and then the actual card itself is like a picture from the movie and so yeah. it's tough it that I, I i know that set i i've i had that when i was a kid and uh i'd always want to play cards with my parents and i'd be like let's use the jurassic park ones and they'd be like oh we hate those things like they're <laughs> they're not easy to just like quickly look at and, and know what you got going on um yeah. but yeah those board games see and i would love to bring those board games into into the game trail but because i've got all three of those uh but I like how do I, how do we do? We're an audio podcast, right? And so I'm just trying to like figure out ways to integrate it, you know, and and have people enjoy the experience of I guess listening to people play board games. So I, I don't know. Well, I mean the I the YouTube, YouTube channel is waiting for you. <laughs> so if you if you end up you know hanging out with some friends one night and end up playing that, film it and send it over. I'll definitely post that. I think people would like. Okay, that, that sounds like fun. That would be fun. Yeah, man, I miss that kind of stuff. I think recently somebody built a game sort of like what you were talking about, James, but it was it was themed closely to Jurassic Park. I don't it, it was they were trying not to, you know, to uh, go over any rights or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, it was close, but you you knew it was it was, you know, pretending to be Jurassic. Um, but man, yeah. we we definitely need something like that because I think right now board games and, you know, stuff like that are are huge. You know, like I I'm constantly playing with stuff like that with my friends and, you know, even if it's like a, a Cards Against Humanity Jurassic Park version or something, you know, like that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're quite expensive as well. The that Dead of Winter game that I bought was, I think it's forty two pound. What's that yeah. about fifty dollars? Yeah, they do get pretty something expensive. Like that. Yeah. They're quite, it's quite expensive. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I buy it. There's one. Take um, my money. There's one right now. It's about like I forget what it's called. Um, it's about like if a, a plague got out and how you would manage that like you know plague or whatever got out and that I've would be that would this. be pretty fun if you if you have like a you know the dinosaurs get out and they go across the world and you have to stop them from getting across the country or or the world that yeah, would be pretty good. awesome you know so yeah, that, something that like game, that would work actually. really well who knows but, they might make a game like that I, I that would be awesome where man. the new ones might be going that would yeah man if they could tie it in like that that would be perfect. Hopefully Mattel kind of has a little bit of a better gauge on on the toys that, you know, other than what Hasbro did it. And maybe they'll expand it in, into games like that. That'd be that'd be really fun. And, and tabletop gaming is really big and popular right now. It's experiencing a huge renaissance. I always like that 
better. I mean, I like video games. They're fun. But I, I'm a board game person and a tabletop game. I like having something and having looking at people and interacting with them instead of just the screen. Yeah, yeah I, can, I like both, to be fair. Like, I can see, like, I love, like, it's a good social thing. Like, online, when you're playing a game online, like, you know, it, you just, you, it's, you're online with your friends, but you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Aren't you, really? Both are good. Like, do you know what I mean? So you, like, you'll be online, and I'll be like, "All right, I'm I'm shooting off now because dinner's ready or whatever." So then you go, but then when you're in a board game, you're literally there in front with people. You're drinking, you're having a good time, you're uh, socialising, talking about it, and do you know what well, I mean? it's the same as what we're doing right now. I mean, it would be yeah, much better if we were around <laughs> a table. This is this talking. is a very elaborate board game that we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it really it yeah. really really is um, we've had a hundred you know, moves would... so far and <laughs> yeah exactly it's like a, it's like a long game of chess <laughs> so uh james and steve speaking of games i guess also uh you guys came up with a great concept which i absolutely love it and it's so funny and so comical and uh actually informative in a way if you don't know a ton about the series because you guys dive deep and you you have the Jurassic Pop, uh, Jurassic Pop quiz, and you bring on certain people to quiz them about their actual knowledge of, of the films and stuff, but also some some really ridiculous concepts and, and questions. Sorry, Jen. Uh, and I love that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you that guys. Awesome. Yeah. You guys really grilled Steve, her, and that, that was start? funny. But yeah, no, it's um it's a great little thing that um we started and um really enjoyed doing it just um even making up the questions um i sit there laughing for about 10 minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we started on we started on doing it to it like we i said steve what do you think of this and i was like well think of some questions like that that are jurassic park related and we'll test it on each other to see how like how good we are our knowledge and then Naturally, because like we're really good friends, we took it to the next level, and you know, give really awkward situations where they had to choose one or the other option, and um, and it just turned out to be really, really funny. And we were like in stitches, laughing like as we were talking on the phone. So I was like, we so we'll run it by Brad to see like what he thinks of the idea, and if we could somehow manage to get different people on to test then uh, it could be quite a cool little segment. Yeah, I think I think it worked out really well and I was I was shocked cuz like you know, we've all we all know the answers most of us like you know, if you don't know them it's just maybe because you're put on the spot and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah. but the the funny questions are what really get me and you know, I, I was cracking up. I think one of them was like oh god, something about uh, Ray Arnold's <laughs> arm and, and stuff like that like or, or I don't know. <laughs> Like and then you you asked Jen about like soul. sniffing John Hammond's ear or or something <laughs> like <laughs> the old man's film. <laughs> but Jen's answer was brilliant. He's just a cute old man. He's going. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! And then I failed at naming name the characters. I can't believe how badly I failed. Ah, uh, you got ten. I'm not. Oh, I, I so decided. Yeah, I took away the Malcolm number two one. That didn't oh, count. Man, it should count. Yeah, that's that's funny though because it's it's putting you on the spot to name as many characters yeah. as you can, and it can be tough. It's you quite can difficult. get like you know your mind jumbles up and you you can't think of it on the spot. And uh, you, so you also down and, uh, that Aaron countdown and is awesome. Or, uh, up very soon. 
<laughs> so be prepared. Awesome. That, that's great. And it's funny you mentioned like characters. Like I played the I played the Lego Jurassic World with my wife, and you know all those all those Lego games. You open up like a hundred different characters, right? And yeah. uh, and you everyone knows the names of all the characters because it's like Iron Man and Thor and Batman and Indiana <laughs> Jones. Like everyone knows all these characters, but with the Jurassic World one, they really they they really stretched it. I mean, we're yeah. talking like it was like the guy in the pink shirt at the beginning of Jurassic Park. And <laughs> there's all these different yeah. characters and my wife is going like, oh, like who, who should I pick? People? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, pick like Eddie Carr. And she's like, who's Eddie Carr? Like <laughs> no one, that's not iconic to anybody but you. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think yeah. with that um, Lego game, I just run around as Mr. DNA. That was my favorite character. <laughs> oh, I yeah. built myself and put myself in there. That was fantastic. It's a great game. That's a great game. Actually, speaking of the It was really, the day, really good game. It was. The day I played it, first played it, it was on my birthday. That was my birthday present. Someone, like, rented it and put it on their Xbox. And before I played it, I did play Jurassic Park 3, the board game. Like, it was a night of just Jurassic games. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I was really lucky. I was really lucky. The um, I went, you know Sam Phillips from the Jurassic cast? Mm-hmm. He um, he invited me to go to the advanced screening last year. Uh, sorry, at the uh, Empire in um, no Odeon. Was it Odeon or Empire? I can't remember, one or two. At um, Leicester Square in London for the Jurassic World, and it was on the Wednesday. The film actually didn't come out until was it Friday, Steve? Yeah, yeah. And where it was a couple of days before, they had like all the playstations outside in t- in the lobby bit where you buy all like the food and stuff and they had all the, the Jurassic Park game on each of one of them. So I had a little bite to have a little pre-go of that and that was really cool before it was even released. That's awesome. Was, That's awesome on lucky. a lot of levels. I was levels. quite lucky with that. I was quite lucky with that, to be fair. Everything Thanks, you just Sam. said was awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I played a lot as Rexy and I just, just stomped through Jurassic Park everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know the one, the one thing that really bugged me, though, about that game is that if you you couldn't use the pteranodon on Main Street because I really wanted to fly around the island. Oh, that would have been cool. And you couldn't take a T Rex or an Indominus or like when you know, one of the large animals outside of the electrified fences. It wouldn't let yeah. you do it. It and it was oh, it was frustrating, it annoyed me, but it was a really good game. You know, it's frustrating turning around as the Brachiosaurus. It is so frustrating. <laughs> to be fair, them them animals don't get much better on Ark. They're just as bad. Oh, it's really? like oh, honestly, okay. yeah, it's ridiculously difficult. Even a T Rex on um, Ark's really hard to turn, and it's do. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not too easy. Um, so it's been what two years, basically almost since uh, Jurassic World came out. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, roughly, yeah. That's nuts. And in the past two years, we've actually had some some cool stuff come out and some different things here and there pertaining to the franchise. We've had the exhibition. There's been, uh, you know, concerts, live concerts for the series. Um, um, you know, there's been a little bit of different merchandise here and there. So how do you guys think the franchise has been treated in the past two years? Better. Better. Yeah, hopefully, better. Hopefully we'll keep getting better. Oh, yeah. It's it's getting better, but you know I gotta say Universal really has to pick up um, 
you know, how they want it to be treated. Uh, you know, you go to, you go to like a Walmart or a Target or, or any other kind of store where you can get toys and like, like a, like an all around kind of store, like a one-stop shop. And it's like, there's Iron Man, there's Star Wars, there's Avengers stuff. There's, you know, even Warner Brothers now is in with their DC stuff and there's, there's just no Jurassic. And it's like, come on, like kids still like dinosaurs. That's a universal thing. Kids are always going to like dinosaurs. And where is it? You know, and, uh, really universal, I think has kind of dropped the ball on that. If Disney got hold of it, I guarantee it would be all over the place. But so here's the thing: Would you want Disney to take it over? Because like, with what they're doing with Star Wars, I kind of feel like, yeah, like, like Disney, yeah. like, like Universal, sell it to Disney, like let, you know, let's make this huge because it can be huge, and and Universal doesn't recognize that. I mean, between Frozen and Star Wars, and then compare it to what Jurassic, this last Jurassic World made. If Disney had their hands on Jurassic World, it would be Frozen and Star Wars and Jurassic World. They would put it everywhere. Those three would be their top franchises. Because you could see just with Frozen didn't make that much and Star Wars, yeah. Um, it, they're building huge, crazy rides and all this stuff and they're promoting it and they're putting products out. And I mean, if they owned a franchise that made billion dollars, they would definitely invest in it. I don't 100%. Know why not. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. Uh, I. You mean even in in the hype of 2015, where Jurassic World was supposedly everywhere, the the marking on it, like uh, the products were here and there. Um, I remember, there, like when the toys were coming out, there was this big like, okay, where are they? And they took forever to get onto shelves. And I would go to different stores and ask, oh, we're supposed to be getting them next week. I would go the next week, they weren't there. Their distribution was off. Um, like. There's certain products that they came out later after the film, or, or not even when the film was around. And it's just, it's just everywhere. Like, it's it. You know what I mean? Growing up in 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 like the '90s when Jurassic Park and Lost World, and even Jurassic Park three, when all of those movies came out, Jurassic Park three didn't have as much as a big influence on marketing and whatnot that Lost World and Jurassic Park did. But growing up in that era where you saw like just aisles just covered in jurassic park stuff in jurassic it was like red and black and that's that um that sunset everywhere you and could then, not escape the black and red like yeah, it was everywhere it was and then everywhere. in 97 you could not escape that green the, the green you know and and jurassic park 3 came out and i think with a mix of the fact that the toys and merchandising was not comparable to the other two and the fact that the movie kind of you know didn't do as well as the other two i feel like when jurassic world comes out universal's like their their expectations are like tempered and it's like mm-hmm. you guys need to have more faith in your your properties see that's but, exactly yeah. how i thought i thought they didn't expect i mean they knew jurassic world would do okay but they didn't expect that they weren't prepared but now i feel they are like now mm-hmm. i feel with mattel and everyone they're like all right now we have something we can really work on the, the sequel and really promote it so i'm not really, really judge them until the second one happens yeah, I think, yeah. I think Chris Pratt really helped though with you know oh, 100%. attracting audiences mm-hmm. because Guardians came out just before, didn't it? And like everyone was thinking, I wonder if he's going to be like Peter Quill, but you know that sort of character, in it'd be like really cool. And yeah, uh, and wasn't and, it hilarious in in, uh, in Parks and Rec? He did uh, behind the scenes like uh, yeah. Steven Spielberg calling that's him for Jurassic Park Four. That's bizarre. <laughs> And then he's actually in the the next movie. That was that was great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. 
yeah. I was going to say, like, that sometimes, you know, like when they bring out the toys and stuff, yeah. I feel like it's kind of spoilery, though, in a way. Because I think as much as I, I get that they, I think they need to and they should do because obviously this sort of film is aimed at, you know, kids and teens as well as the hard, you know, the old fans. Um, They've kind of, I don't know, I think if you, did the Indominus come out before the uh, film did? Uh, I'm sure it had been leaked, yeah. Like either it, Trevorrow said it leaked on like party plates and stuff, like from a um, yes, like a merchandising absolutely. catalog or something. But um, like I think I even had my Indominus toy before the movie came out. Um, not that that toy is a fantastic representation of of what we saw in the film, but oh no, but but so it is not. It is it's similar. Not too dissimilar, it's, is it? Right. The leaks happen with the first. They happen with the Lego. The Lego was the first one to leak. Yeah, After that, there was um, there was a promotional image, the one that we see with like uh, the Indominus with a blue black background that we seen on the book bags from a faraway picture. Somebody took a picture of that when they were doing um, oh, promotional, and it was that. like it was hard to see, but we could see what it kind of looked blurry, like. Wasn't it? it was yeah, blurry. yeah. And then the toy leaked, and that's where they started putting the Indominus in all the trailers because like ah, they seen it. Oh well, you know. That's what happened. They were keeping we'll just, a secret. We'll just never be able to escape that. It's it's a different time than it was back in the nineties where you really had to hunt through, you know, magazines and catalogs to find that stuff. And now it's you know, um this stuff is so manufactured ahead of time that I'm sure we'll or start you to see leaks hit Twitter, don't you? And you see stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. But you just can't get away from it. Mm-mm. No, you can't. It's, it's, Steve it's was quite lucky. He he managed to avoid seeing the Indominus until the film. Wow. Yeah, so that, feeling, that was just the, one of the best feelings I've ever had. Um, like um, I think we said in a previous podcast, my favourite scene in Jurassic World is the um, Ankyno fight scene. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's a great scene. Yeah, and that's where you first see the Indominus Rex in full. Yeah, yeah like, right. doing, like doing what it, it's meant to be it's doing, you know, yeah. like yeah. being the killing machine. And, and that's what they that's what I'm sure Colin intended that to be the reveal and then all this yeah. free crap happens. Same with now though, with the spoilers for the next movie, you can't escape that either. No. That's why we, we did that PSA, Brad. Yeah. For that. You know, it, to be it's fair, not... I, I listened to that PSA and it, it wasn't really spoilery, to be fair. Well no no, was there was no spoilers. Oh, no, we tried to keep it that way. That was the point. Yeah. There was not supposed to be any spoilers because it's kind yeah. of just like telling people like to temper their their, you know, need yeah, to, to put stuff now, out there, you? you know, because like not everybody wants to see stuff. So let's not put it in a, a public forum where everybody can just stumble upon it. Let's keep it to a place where, you know, a specific website or Reddit or somewhere else where you have to actually have to search them out. I think that's the best option. Um, you know, Star Wars does a great thing with that is they'll they'll put – you know, a spoiler image or they'll say, uh, you know, an obscure title. They actually have to click through and go to somebody's website, some spoiler website, which I do constantly. So I actually go search them out. And when I get there, you know, yeah. there's a paragraph that says below there's going to be some spoilers. You know, be warned. If you don't want to see them, leave. And also it says do not share this on social media. And I think that's a fair yeah. statement. I think it's fair to not share this stuff. And you actually don't want to be called out by the people making the movie. You know, you don't want to be reprimanded or, or told to pull your images and stuff like that. Like, 
that's the the far extent. You don't want that to happen. It's so, so disrespectful yeah, to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I went in. I went into the first movie not knowing anything because I made sure I I knew nothing. I, and so when they went into the old um, visitor center, my mind blew up because I didn't know they were going there. But then I found out that most of the fans knew that beforehand. Yeah, yeah we all knew. <laughs> I didn't know that. So just just like with the Indominus reveal that you were just talking about, that was my scene was going into the old visitor center. I had no idea they were going to vis- revisit that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't want to stay there that. a little bit longer, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to lose that like intended shock reveal and feeling that. The, the move the filmmakers are trying to make and I, I'm, I know that's going to happen with Jurassic 2 because I'm already overspoiled more than I want to be yeah yeah so, and I, I mean, we're, already, we're only an hour's drive away from where they're filming in Slough <laughs> over in England and it's so tempting to drive over there and just see what's happening but it's tough I mean I know the people have been spoiling pictures on Twitter and everything but it's tough yeah we've I've not I've not looked at anything now for a couple of weeks like since we, I was telling to you, Brad, about you know, and on the chat, on the uh, other chat, the WhatsApp one, mm-hmm. about saying uh, some people just are sort of. I don't get me wrong. I can understand why it's exciting, and they really want to tell everyone, "Look what I've seen! Look what I've seen!" I actually get that because, mm-hmm. to be fair, I'm probably guilty of it a little bit from the past with the last film. Yeah. Um, well, that's. I think it's okay. It's okay to share this stuff, but just keep it somewhere specific where you actually yeah. have to search it out. You know, like, if, if you want it on the outpost, it. then put it on the outpost. If you want it on Reddit, keep it on Reddit, but don't share it elsewhere. So well, I stumble upon I mean, it, or you. You know, like the, the people who get that stuff and then put it on Instagram and use every possible tag oh, they God. can think of. I hate that because I I have to search the Bryce feed. I have to to maintain and i'm constantly seeing spoily things and i that should not be there that that's too open yeah and like yeah, I, I, you yeah you were you were saying jay on the uh the episode we did we actually get tagged like they actually put our handles oh yeah, they tag me all the time uh, and and you can't help it so you go to look you click the button that shows what you've been tagged in and oops there's an image of something you didn't want to see yeah, because I get tagged on artwork a lot, and I get tagged on a lot of toys and collectibles and whatnot, and it's awesome. But then uh, when the leaks were happening, I was getting tagged on them, and I was like, oh, no. And I would go, you know, you go look, and I would see, like, the, the thumbnail of the picture, and I'm like, oh, my God, no, no, I didn't want to see that. <laughs> and it's like yeah. it's it's like uh, when, when Jurassic World came out, well, before it came out, um, one of the best scenes and one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie – uh, Rexy walking out onto the platform and roaring over her kingdom once again. When I, I like saw a glimpse of that scene on Instagram, like the night before going to see the movie, oh. I was just, I was just oh, like, no. yeah, I was, um, it just happened to like pop up on my, like, uh, other stuff that people have liked. And I'm like, what is that? And it's like, it like caught my curiosity. Cause it, it was like a T-Rex, but I've never seen, like that form, and then I'm like, oh no, scars! No, 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 no! <laughs> oh, that's awful. And yeah. then when I saw it in theater, you know, it's, I was like, I kind of knew. I didn't watch the clip. I just saw her face, you know, mm-hmm. and I saw the scars, and it just like, <gasps> it was exciting, oh, but it was ruining at the same time. At you least know? you know she's alive in it, though. <laughs> well, that's the yeah, problem. Yeah, like that, it, was, it, that it, had me worried for a while because I was like, man, that Indominus. Is big <laughs> yeah well it ruins the the 
you know, scene at the end sort of because in your head you you remember that image and you're like where is it? Where? When is this image coming? I haven't seen it yet. Yep. I haven't seen it. Yep. And then yeah, you, you get through the, the battle worst. and you're like, okay, it must still be coming. So now you know it's at the end of the movie. And yeah, that, I will that say it didn't take it. away from the impact of me like shedding tears, but yeah. it was just awesome still. But it was like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> I wish I would have yeah. just seen Do it. Do you know what? I wish theater. that they had held back uh, the Mosasaurus. I wish they hadn't shown that in trailers. Because mm-hmm. I think that would have had a huge impact because it was oh, just something really really cool that's different different new mm-hmm. yeah yeah i just don't want to see any of it i don't even want to watch a trailer i don't i don't <laughs> want to know i want to go in completely blind and have my mind blown now I you guys know to, how i, I feel. don't want to anticipate because you are I, anticipating if you see something then you're going to know it's coming and then if it didn't come yeah you're the little monologue in your head like oh well, it'll be later you can't even help it it's just all subconscious mm-hmm. the day um that i went and saw it on the wednesday i remember i cut like steve was just texting me saying don't say a word so I was just, <laughs> uh, but I got in and, and after I come out, I, I kind of didn't know what to say. Like, I didn't know what I felt about the film. Like, I love it and actually love it. But I mean, no, I wasn't disappointed at all. I just didn't know how to describe it and what, what to rate it, how, how I fit it in the, in the franchise in terms of hierarchy. And Steve said, I think you think you text me saying, was it good? And I'll just sort of put the little ghost oh, face emoji. <laughs> yeah. I think. You know what I love about that? What I love about that movie is I, I felt the same way. Like I came out not knowing like how I felt until it just dawned on me. I was like, "This is the movie that I created when I was like eight years old, playing with action yeah, yeah. figures." Oh, you know, and I was yes. like, "I was like, this this is the stuff that." that as a child, like I dreamed of, and maybe as an adult, the idea of riding motorcycles with Raptors is, is maybe a little far fetched. But when I was a kid, that was like, that was everything. Yeah. Uh That is cool. And especially like if you were into the toys after lost world, we had chaos effect, which is the most outlandish uh, idea at the time. Exactly. Know that down the line, we would have a hybrid. And I remember when those toys came out, they look all cartoony because it was meant for the animation show. But yeah. it is the most crazy looking dinosaurs. But I absolutely love that line. And I remember I put my my regular dinosaur from Lost World and Jurassic Park and pit them against the like the Omega T-Rex, which is that <laughs> crazy orange looking one that I have. And then just finding out that this movie had this hybrid at first, I didn't accept it. But then when I saw it and how they did it, I was like, oh, my God, this, this is the chaos effect stuff that I used to play as a kid, too. You know, well, and- it had. It had the dino trackers and it had all the crazy yes. weapons. Like when they were, when they were, when the Indominus was picking off different dino trackers, I was like, oh my God, please let there be a Harrison or a Turner or uh, a Jackson. Like, <laughs> please let it exist. And I have a feeling they might have gotten some legal trouble if they did that. But like, I was just like, please, 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 please. Like, it's it's the dino trackers plus the the chaos theory like in one movie. And as an adult, that's goofy. But as a kid, that just would have blown my mind. And, and you see, like, the guys that they have um, tracking the raptors with, with Owen in the woods, those are basically the guys we're talking about right here, the dino trackers and, and the, the the evil raiders, you know? Like, yes. uh, they, they had that rugged look to them, and they just didn't care about the dinosaurs, especially that one guy. He shoots the, the dimorphodon from the helicopter just showing that he's not a good guy. You know what I mean? I, I, I love that. This movie, I, I, I actually, when I went to see this um, – I cosplayed as John Hammond. 
like full white beard and 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 cane and everything. I and my sister cosplayed as uh, one of the Jurassic World Rangers. So we went there, and I'm sitting there, and like people were taking pictures with me. <laughs> and then there's a guy that came in a jeep. I took pictures outside with a jeep, and I had like a like a bunch of people taking pictures. But I remember watching this movie, thinking in my head, you know, let it be good, let it be good, let it be good, because we had so many years of like. Uh, production hell and telling us like oh it's gonna happen next year it didn't happen and then we we heard like weird scripts coming out and all this so we had this like expectation for this movie and then when i left i left kind of like how you guys are speaking uh like um somewhat but i loved it because i i i i like there's certain scenes in that movie that got me like got me going where the paint in my beard started to drip off from the tears in my face (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I loved it. I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, I left crying. For sure. It, it was everything I needed it to be and wanted it to be. And more. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the and more thing would, would stand as uh, as we'd all hope Jeff Goldblum coming back. And uh, that's that's something we've we've wanted for a very long time. And I don't think you can really consider it a spoiler. You know, some people may... No, consider that but no, it's no. been out there uh, in in uh you know no, my major... mom heard it the day oh, yeah. it happened and i was at work and i came home <laughs> and she doesn't go online she doesn't know how to use a computer she does not have a phone she doesn't do anything and somehow some way she heard it like that yeah. day so the whole world knows if my mother knows yeah that's, without me that's very her. fair <laughs> but that's yeah. pretty awesome how excited are you guys for uh for for Jeffy oh, to come back home. Oh. So excited. So Malcolm Malcolm East Jurassic Park. I mean, no, I think with him his promotion just right now, it let a lot of people know that there is gonna be a sequel. I, I don't know if everyone even knew that. The, no, the billion people the billion dollars that made the first movie, I don't think they even knew there was a sequel or that it was filming. Because as soon That's as what... that got announced, i I saw it in a tag that people were like, What? There's another one? That's great. I can't That's wait what to I mean. see it. I, yeah, I read that, that tells me. That just tells me that there's not enough awareness out there. Mm-mm. The fact that I remember how people reacted when they found out that Jurassic World was coming out. And I'm like, how do you, how have you, how do you not know that this film is coming out? Like, don't be wrong, we're like hardcore and we we follow people, but surely someone has, you know, you've seen it on the advert, you've seen it on a billboard. I'm, yes, what I mean, you must see it somewhere, surely. Like with all the Lego, and do you know what I mean? It's weird. I find. I was just saying the other day that I think this sequel has the potential to come close to the first gross of the first movie because. Oh, I reckon it will. The promotion before Jeff, before Jeff, um, maybe close. But I mean, half. I don't know. But now, I mean, it's he's going to bring in a ton of people. So that's a good move on promotional side, anyway. I'm hoping that he has the same effect as what Harrison Ford did for The Force Awakens. I think he will. I really do. It's tough because so he didn't really do that for Independence Day. You know, we were all excited to see this that. This is Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Yeah, movie, there, there is a very yeah. big difference know, he was between just the series Jeff Goldblum sure. in Independence Day, though, wasn't he? he? He's known so much for – especially now with, with like um, – there's so many memes of him with his with him shirtless, you know. <laughs> so it's like he's all over the internet, and yeah. it's always his Jurassic Park character of Ian Malcolm. So it's yeah, like, but I feel like he's got to play cool Ian Malcolm, like he did in like the second movie. Um, if he just comes on as 
kind of goofy Jeff Goldblum, that's that's maybe going to take me out of it because I feel like that's the character he's played now for like the last 10 years. Um, but if he comes on as like cool, smart, you know, Ian Malcolm, then sign me up. Like I'm all on board. Yeah, it needs to be like a mix. However yeah. he comes across, the thing is people are going to pay to see him for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It Definitely. needs to have a definite serious side to him as well, knowing his yeah. past on the islands and interaction with dinosaurs. Yeah, you know, I love In the Lost World where he's kind of jaded and I, you know, I feel like it's now 20 years and, and he's got to be thinking as a character like, I cannot believe after all the the tragedy and chaos, you guys are still going for it. And I, I think that's kind of what I want him to bring to the table. And I, I hope it's a little more than like a, a cameo or, or whatever. But um, I also don't want this this franchise to get overtaken by like, oh, we have to have all the old characters. It's like, no, let let Bryce and Chris Pratt like do their thing. You know, like mm-hmm. they're they sold that first movie without anybody else's help. Um, you know, other than Wu, which which really Wu was such a minor character in the first movie that it wasn't the end of the world. They could have named that that scientist anybody else. It was just a it was an Easter egg for us as as huge fans yeah. that we got the actor and the character. Um, but that didn't need to be necessarily Wu from the the first movie. So um, this is the first time that we're getting a main character back in the thing, and I, I don't want this franchise to become the the circus of main characters are back. You know, I definitely want the new cast to, to take the reins. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to become that because the way Colin is Colin and the way he planned, I think he planned this. I think he knew he'd hope to get him for the second one. I don't think it was a spur of the moment decision. Oh, I, no. I think this was, yeah, I don't think this, I think this was a plan and it wasn't just for those reasons. Cause he's an old character. I think he has a purpose. And if they do bring back the old ones, more old ones in the third one it'll be the same reason it'll, it'll help the story I, I i trust him i have enough faith yeah 100 percent. he makes the most sense to come back especially with the tragedy at jurassic world i mean for him to you know malcolm loves being right well even though he says he hates being right all the time but he does love it so he loves that attention of saying i told you so so i feel like this tragedy of jurassic world is like the perfect time for him to come back and be like i told you so back in 93 back in 97 now i'm telling you again <laughs> you know <laughs> right exactly jay i have you a feeling be mistakes i have a feeling goldblum in this movie is going to be like you know you saw that spoiler image of rexy at the very end of the movie we all know he's going to be in the second movie here the second jurassic world and i i might have a hard time paying attention up until the moment he's on the screen you know like i'm just going to be sitting there in the seat like where is he? Where's Jeff? Where's Where's Ian? Where, 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 when is he coming? When is he coming on the screen? And then he comes on the screen, and I, I miss everything he said. So uh, it's it's gonna take like multiple viewings to actually take this this whole thing in. I have a feeling. Who know? Who knows? He might be revealed like that that picture I posted of him instead of having that triceratops looking skull, him just laying there in the middle of the museum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they have the to, big they, reveal. They have to match the reveal of the Lost World. Like that reveal is amazing. Like the the scream, and then you, oh, you cut yes. over to him at the subway station, and he's, he's yeah, yeah. yawning. Like oh. that's the best transition. There needs to be something that good. So I hope Colin and and Derek took that into consideration. I think they would. I think they would play on the silliness of the character, but also how serious he can be. Get him There's a lot of worries. His, um, get him laying with his shirt out, just laying on the back of Rexy. <laughs> <laughs> Both foes become friends. 
That's it. <laughs> that's, oh, uh, that's chaos theory. Yeah, I thought, I thought about that the other day. Think about it. it. There's a potential for him to see the wrecks that, like, <laughs> that crippled him years ago again. So it's kind of like, oh, that happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would go that far for fan service, but it'd be. I, I, I think it'd be really cool to be like, oh, no, not you again. <laughs> I want to kind of run into a, a few of the questions that we asked because we asked people online, you know, if you got any questions for us, let us know. Uh, I want to start over here on Instagram. Uh, JPSACU, um, it says, uh, this is for everybody. How do you think the trilogy will end? So this, is a, good, this is a really good question. I, I don't know. I really have I no know. clue. I have been thinking about this. And I don't have an answer. So does somebody else. <laughs> I have, <laughs> but I think I have, about it a lot. I have like a th- kind of a theory, but it, it, it relates a lot to Michael Crichton's book. You guys remember um, the Raptors had this type of virus, the DX virus that was happening to them. It was like almost like a rabies type of thing. They were like very savage. Mm-hmm. And um, Jay Bayona said that he was like really studying the books and, and what, what one was that? The second book or the first? Yeah, that's the second book, Lost second World. Second book, yeah. Yeah, the the Raptors had like 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 this like uh, cannibalistic rabies, nature, and, like almost like mage that uh, that the like the wolves get and dogs. Um, and maybe something could be passed on to people because we're we're going with that Jurassic World and ancient futures, and we don't know like, if that's really a name. Uh, probably not. But if we're going with that vibe, maybe the dinosaurs might be taking over may at the end of this whole thing it might just be them that they take back their world again um i mean when you introduce a species like like um an invasive species especially with dinosaurs and they just i mean you can't control these animals anymore it might go down that line i i i wouldn't mind seeing it go down that line to tell you the truth i can i can see what you're saying like almost like an apocalypto style and that's kind of where we were heading with our little novel we made but Mm -hmm. It kind of, I, I don't, I still don't know how the uh, the government. The, uh, sure, the government would probably find a way of controlling it. I, I feel that way too. But there's always, you know, be, when it, when you have like a like an ancient virus like that. Let's say the DX viruses, it, they make it like an ancient virus, something that comes out that we're not like we can't. It, we're very we get susceptible. To the only the only problem is that spreads. the Planet of the Apes did that same thing. I know, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. So they, yeah, they but the planet of the, the virus. Is awesome. It is. It's so great, and they they're it doing is great. It is what great. we hope. But it, we, I don't think you can really copycat that, especially because they're coming out, you know, years apart from each other. We have a new one. This yeah, year, and right? I think so, Walking Dead is so prominent right now that like it, it would just to me like it just feels like it could be like Walking Dead, but with dinosaurs kind of situation, and uh. I don't know. Yeah, that feels too copycatish to me. I don't want it to so be like Jurassic War. I think it takes the whole. No, I hope not. Uh, Concepts of the original either. away. In a weird way, I, I always think Jurassic, my whole life, exists in in real time. Like I like to think that it exists somewhere because I mean it's on an island. It's far from Pennsylvania. And in my mind, it's contained. I like to think that that's a, it's real. It happened over a period of time. They keep up with time. I like to hope that it's real. So if the whole um, the problem with the virus happened, it wouldn't feel real because I'm still here and I'm not affected by anything. And there's no dinosaurs around. So I like <laughs> the idea of it being kind of feels real in my time. 
kind of thing. Yeah. Even though it's ridiculous. Right. It doesn't feel like an alternate universe. It feels like yeah. your universe. It just you're not you're not necessarily there to experience it. Exactly, I get that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about the whole concept of the idea of a Jurassic Park and the Lost World. That there is somewhere on this earth where prehistoric life like exists. Like the whole idea of there just being somewhere that you can go to. Well, they, say the, they say the Congo might have some things hidden in it that we might not know. You know I mean, we oh, go really? into cryptozoology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I think I think regarding the uh, the film, I, I I reckon there'll be a night, there'll be a uh, sad uh, moment with Rexy having a. I don't like oh, Rexy, I'm dreading that. Just so you know <laughs> what I mean. Rex having her, uh, you know, death scene. But I don't think it will be at the hands of something else. I think it will be through age. Well, That's the right way to do it. I hope so. Yeah, so. It, it, it'd be very uh, heartbreaking either way, just seeing her pass away. But just if it was at the hands of another dinosaur or two dinosaurs or whatever they might be bringing in, I don't know. Um, yeah, that would suck <laughs> see the idea that the idea and i'm not when i say you guys i don't mean this like necessarily as a bad like a bad thing but like i've never felt like a a connection to any of the dinosaurs like in the movies to me they were always like you know in the first movie you know alan says kind of think of it as like a big cow and um to me the dinosaurs have always been like it doesn't matter which t-rex it is or which raptor it is or, or whatever and that's what they're kind of trying to do is make the dinosaurs themselves like um, like characters that interact and have understanding and stuff like that. And to me, if we move into an area where like, like, oh gosh, I don't know, man. Like if the Rex like recognized Malcolm, that would totally like take me out of this idea that they're just animals and that like they're, you know, I don't want them to be necessarily be like characters that have emotion. I like the idea that in the first two movies, they, they're just animals. They're like, to me, they're like white tailed deer or like cows or, or something. They, they almost have like no personality, but if you stare into their eyes, you can like feel like there's a horror behind that, that, you know, is very scary. Like to me, like in real life, I think that like parrots are like very like, like not that I'm terrified of them, but they're very scary. Right. Because when you look at a parrot, you don't necessarily know what it's thinking because you can't judge its, its thought process. And I, I like that from the first two. And then, I feel like by the time you got to three, when like the Tyrannodon is like looking into the camera and, you know, the Raptors are like kind of staring at the character, like that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But um, I think it's awesome that people feel this connection to these specific dinosaurs that they might have like an emotional reaction if one of them were to pass away. I see it almost as kind of like if you go to, if um, like uh, certain zoos have certain animals that they, they, they name and they have like, this animal and that animal afterwards, after being there for so long or whatever, passes away. I see it almost kind of like that. Um, but with like, like how you say with like having that emotional connection to the T-Rex or like Rexy for me, it was like the T-Rex, it was a dinosaur that made me fall in love with dinosaurs. So like that T-Rex is very special to me personally. So, oh yeah, like, and I uh, totally understand it. I, it's to me, it's just I've never even heard of this concept until I started listening to Jurassic Park podcast where people had like um, emotional connections to the actual original animals. Like that's that's new for me. No, but I completely understand what you mean as well. Like with um, with having Jurassic Park three started that with with like the Pteranodon that one scene it looks at the camera, it it took me out of it too. It's like it's cool. I, I feel like 
you can have these emotional connections, but when you start making them the dinosaurs, like, like how you were describing, like have like this recognition of the people of like, if Rexy recognized Malcolm, that would take me out too. I, I'd be like, "What? What? You know, I, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying too. Well, like an elephant never forgets. <laughs> Kinda, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> A T-Rex never forgets. We get another question here on Instagram from Jurassic Wars. Uh, it says, "What is your first Jurassic Park memory ever?" Do you guys have any? Oh, this is good. I like this one. So we we went from the final memory. What do we think it's going to end with? Mm-hmm. Now, what's your first memory? I don't have one. I don't remember a time without it. Uh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you <laughs> That's what. That's a good I'll, answer. That is. All I got. That actually is a pretty good answer. Um, I know my specific very first Jurassic Park memory. Um, I was not allowed to see the movie when it first came out. Um, I was seven, and so my parents weren't letting me see PG thirteen movies, and um, I didn't even know it was a movie. Um, I remember getting. I was just out with my mom and she bought me the the blue pteranodon on the uh, the card, right? And uh, up until then, I had other dinosaur toys, but there was something very specific about that blue pteranodon. It was very detailed. It had the, you could see the veins and the the wings, and um, it had like the scales on its back. And then That's at my the store, it, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And you know, you go to the store and there's more dinosaurs and there's more dinosaurs, and then all of a sudden there's, uh, you know, there's humans and it took me a little while as a seven-year-old kid for it to click like that this was a thing that I could go experience this um, not just as a toy but like as something. And I remember being very scared because at the time it was like, you know, it was in the news and stuff like don't take your kids to see this. This is not Land of the Lost. This isn't like – this isn't a kid's dinosaur movie. And it took me a very long time to build the courage to go see – because everyone was just scaring me into thinking what I would – you know, it was going to be horrifying. (laughs) And I remember because of that blue pteranodon – you know, it took me a while to get the courage up and I went and saw that and it was, you know, just like the way they wanted you to think when you saw that there, it wasn't a puppet. It wasn't a CG character. It was a dinosaur for the first time in my life. I was seeing a real dinosaur, um, you know, and, and I have my whole, my whole life and my career to, to, you know, to thank Jurassic park for, um, you know, and, and it all stems back to that Kenner blue pteranodon. Oh, yeah, that's I reckon, a lovely story. I remember my first time I went with my auntie and I was six. I was, I grew up with like Land Before Time and and things like that. I used to go to the Natural History Museum in London and stuff and I used to love it. So I've gone into the cinema thinking, all right, yeah, this is going to be like, you know, a real life version of that. And I just remember when the T-Rex broke out, absolutely scared the crap out of me. Like, I mean, I was in tears. And my auntie had to take my auntie had to take me out out to like the lobby to calm me down. Like it was, and it, and it's strange how like something like that. It's because I think it, I didn't expect it to be so real looking. Like to me, at six, I'm looking at that screen and thinking that's actually a real dinosaur. How have they done this? Like how has that guy just been eating off the toilet? But it's absolutely like, crazy to think that it wasn't just six year olds that were experiencing that. I mean, this was the first time that we were seeing CG at such a level. Um, exactly, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's just, just everyone you. experienced like like this is insane, you know. It's, and and I remember like um, all around like in the shops near us, there's like a place called Asda. It's like similar to like Walmart, and um, they used to have like a whole aisle of of the toys. And I used to have the Triceratops with the little bit of meat that you could pull out. Um, 
and the the Red Rex. I had that. Yeah, but I don't really remember much more than what I had. But I remember they used to have candy and stuff like that. They'd like little eggs. Yeah, the inside the toy eggs. inside. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yep. little candy. All them little Bitter things. Candy. That's all. They, all these little things. I, I, I remember. And the uh, the card collection. I think Brad, you did, didn't you? Was it you, Brad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the cards and stuff. I, yeah, I remember I all of them. Things. Like all those tops cards and stuff. Yeah, yeah those. Were yeah, great. that's it. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I'm moving over here to Twitter. Uh, Egypticus3 asks, do you reckon an R-rated Jurassic Park movie could work? Mm. Mm. I, no. I don't think so, no. no. Yeah, no. at this point, we're so far into it with four plus five movies now. It, it's the, They're not going to change. You know, they're not going to go R. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a spinoff world where there's an R-rated movie. I don't think that's going to happen. The only way I could see it happening is if they rebooted the entire series. But I still, at that point, uh, you know, I, I think somebody said before, like, kids love dinosaurs. I don't think you yep. can, like, exclude kids from dinosaurs. And it's not just that. What Jurassic is and what it represents and what the moral basis of the films are, it doesn't need an R rating to tell that story. It's imagination, isn't it? It doesn't. Yeah, you know, like, I there, there's only three reasons to have an R rating, um, you know, uh, extreme swearing, extreme uh, like sexual content, or extreme blood. And um, what's sca- what's what's scary about Jurassic Park is is the the things that are left to your imagination. And so yeah, y- you know, like I look at uh, Logan, you know, right? And I thought when I before I went and saw Logan, I was like, we don't really need a, a rated R Wolverine movie. That doesn't make sense. But but then when I saw that movie, I was like, you know what? That was probably a good call. But I don't know if that's really the right call for Jurassic. And it's been pretty no. violent and gory in its own right, you know, like the the death of Eddie Carr. Like, the how how much yeah, worse could yeah. you get? That's pretty messed up. And yeah, maybe there wasn't blood spilling everywhere, but you got the point. And it was definitely messed up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, over in the UK, we all of the films are rated PG, and that I don't know. That's the one below the PG thirteen, I think, over your. Side. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just parental guidance, isn't it? So it's up to the parent whether the they choose to take their kids or not because yeah. we have 12a which i think is the equivalent of the pg-13 oh, okay. so what was jurassic park and jurassic world rated over there pg pg wow okay yeah they're mm. all been pg they've all been the same or every single one of them that's interesting yeah and the um i th- I, I tend to feel like that about it about england though that we tend to sort of be a little bit more laid back about things mm-hmm in that yeah. respect, like for example, like like even like the drinking age, just something silly like that. Like we 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 drink from eighteen onwards. Yeah. Whereas over in America, you're twenty one, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got another question here. Arjun Boss says, uh, uh, "He says, how many kids does Ian Malcolm have?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Um, how many kids? I'm gonna go with four. I think it'd be hard. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I love kids. All in can does happen. Yeah, I think it'd be harder to count the wives, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) Occasionally. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll go with four as well. I I want to go like crazy and just say like 15, but I think I'll stick with four. Now, are these ones he There's knows a... about or does not know about? Oh, that's a good oh, that's, that's, A whole new that's, can of worms. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
I have no idea. Yeah, maybe I'll stick with 15 then. <laughs> there was um, there was a rumor, wasn't there, that one of the, the new cast members was was meant to be, um, is it Kathy? As a oh, adult? Kathy oh, darling, yeah. get us ready. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was also rumor that that same character is one of Jeff's daughters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> too much. Yeah. Too much time. Yeah, I don't think they'll go in. that far. Yeah. I got another question that. here from uh, Pierce Johnson. He wants to know, he's been thinking lately, how can I live my life in a Jurassic Park way? Thoughts? I don't want to work at a zoo, so that's out. Wow. How can he live his life um, in a Jurassic Park way? You could go into genetic engineering. That's true. You could, you could go. You could do biology. College. You could buy thirty dogs and purchase <laughs> dinosaur costumes for all of them. Oh, I wrote that one. <laughs> oh god, that's great. I mean, it depends how on how much money you have. You could. Park you could buy a full island if you wanted. I don't know if you got that kind of dough, but you could spray paint your car. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a that's a pretty legit one you could actually yeah just buy a jeep and then uh you know paint the thing up and put the numbers on the side you're, you're good right go in your I backyard mean, and dig up for dinosaurs yeah even well, though you know you're just going to be digging holes because certain areas <laughs> there's nothing you can't really find <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's certain areas where you can find dinosaurs but hey you never know I got one. He can he can submit a, a segment to the Jurassic Park podcast and do a you know a segment oh. every other week or so. That's a pretty he, good way. To oh, live. he can immerse himself like we do every single day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every little helps. I think it does. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else here? Um, I think. All right. So Rogue Sunrise says, "Do you think Doctor Grant could have a?" could have cut through the fence instead of climbing over it. He did have a knife, I believe. I think he could have fit through the fence. Well, the fence had, like, the weird, like, little crossy, like, yeah. like support yeah, wires, right? And, you know, the, that gauge wire is very thick. I don't, yeah, no chance. I, I will say this. He, he may not have had to go above it because if you really look at the frame, he could have just walked around it. <laughs> um there was only like one fence there it, it didn't surround anything uh so i think my answer would have been just look to the left and just see that it wasn't connected uh, anything. yeah walk to the side <laughs> of the set and just walk around yeah yeah i mean <laughs> i cannot believe that like if you look if you really look through that movie like there's there's ends of sets that you can see there's puppeteers that you can uh-huh. see there's when the when the car gets flipped over, there's like potted plants like on the floor. Like it's I've it's, edited them out, haven't they, in the Blu-rays in no, some of the new editions? No, they're, oh, they're still there. I swear oh, I've seen an edition where they've edited it out. Right, I recently sure saw the netting in the Brachiosaur scene. Oh, you did? You got that? You got the Yeah, I finally saw it. Now I see it every time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I ruined I, it for you. Sorry. Yeah. I, don't, oh, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm going to ask you what scene, what Brachiosaurus scene you meant, and whereabouts it was. But I don't really want to know. It's you the same with that one. Time. It's the same with the kitchen and the. Uh, you know, when you, you see the hand pat the, oh, the back every of the time now too. So raptor. Mm. Oh and yeah. In the Lost World, you can see the, the CGI Triceratops glitch through um, Dieter's head, and um, you know. I'm, Oh, yeah, I know that. Now I'm gonna yeah. see that. Now I'm gonna see that. <laughs> and in yeah. Lost World, have a look World, out for it. 
Lost World as Malcolm's driving into the petrol station, I always see Steven Spielberg in his rear view oh, mirror. Oh, in the wing mirror. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's at in his end... uh, baseball cap and glasses. Yeah. At the end of it, you, his, see him, yeah. you see him in the TV at the end of the whole thing eating popcorn. <laughs> what? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, look at this. Look at the screen. What, a reflection? At the end. Yeah, the reflection of them sitting all on the couch. He's right in the middle of Malcolm and Sarah. Oh, I've got to look at this now. That's we awesome. That's awesome. Biological reserve. <laughs> <laughs> For James, one of these days you have to I do an entire episode that in that voice. <laughs> I don't know what. I've, I've tried and I end up just laughing and I can't keep it up. <laughs> it's, I tried... Um, I actually tried reading a little bit of mine and Steve's novel that we did, uh-huh. just as like a bit of fun. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I think, where, when, where, I guess when you're doing impression and you and you know how they sound when they're saying what they're saying, that's already evident. Mm-hmm. It's different because I can sort of repeat it, mimic, and kind of, you know. You can copy it in that way, but mm-hmm. yeah, when you making it up is quite difficult. Yeah, I could try it though. I think who's it? Was it Jaros? Steve was yeah. asked, He's thinking of doing a, a segment, isn't he? Of yeah, something. I can't remember what it was. Um, something like voice clips. Oh of... no, no, you know it was Arjun Boss. He said um, he has Arjun, a, a, sorry, a script Arjun, that he wrote, and uh, yeah, he wants people to do voices and stuff. So. I yeah, think, that's uh, it. yeah, yeah. So that'll be that'll be awesome, and and you might have a, a yeah. big role coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that one. <laughs> um, so we're we're winding down towards the end here, uh, Aaron. I wanted to talk about uh, as people may have noticed, we actually have a new logo on on the podcast here. So, and it's it's been like weeks of of work, and uh, you you made the whole thing from scratch. So talk about that for a second. Yeah, so that kind of spawns from. Uh, I was talking to you one day and. Uh, I think just while I was talking to you, I was kind of messing around with like a Jurassic Park logo in uh, in Photoshop, and you know I had put the and podcast like in front of it, and I put like a lightning bolt or whatever, and I was just messing around with some with some things, and um, just as a gag, I was like, hey dude, you're like you know just messing around with your logo. I hope you don't mind. And you kind of were like, well, you know, actually, like I, I really wouldn't mind. Uh, you know, I I kind of like that, and and so we kind of took it from there, and and just asking you about like what. You know, and so it was like it, it kind of spawned from like, well, do you want to do a, a logo redesign for like the hundredth? And this was back like around episode like sixty or seventy, right? And we and you were like, ah, it's kind of far away. Like, let's <laughs> let's talk about that later. Yeah, it and, came uh, up fast, man. <laughs> yeah, it came up real fast. I told you it was going to come faster than you thought. <laughs> and uh, so when it kind of came time to maybe solidifying that decision, you know, I I had asked you like, hey, do you want to do a logo redesign? And you said, yeah, sure. Like, let's you know, let's let's think about it and. I, you know, I'd ask you, what, what do you like about all the logos out there, right? Because there's all kinds of variations of logos. Um, and you had you know, made some notes like, oh, I, I really like the yellow logo over the red logo. And I like what some of the other podcasts feel like really polished. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. Let me, let me build one because um, by nature, before a 3D uh, stereoscopic artist, I'm a CG modeler. And so um, basically what I did is uh, I made a logo in 3D space, uh, and it's it's the inspirations were the Jurassic World uh, like 3D modeled with the nice shadows and all that, and then um, 
the old comics uh, from the 90s that were the Jurassic Park Adventures. And what I love about Jurassic Park Adventures is that the logo every month was a different color, um, not just red and yellow, but sometimes there was a green and I, there was a purple and there was a blue. And uh, so I wanted to create something that you could switch up uh, like for holidays and just whenever you really felt like it. And so uh, what we have is the is the new logo that you guys are seeing today as you download the podcast or if you go to the website and uh, you know, that was a lot of fun. You initially like, yeah, didn't have really any, yeah y- thank you. You know, you initially didn't have any notes for me and I was like, no dude, like this is my life. You have to give me some notes. Like what do you <laughs> yeah. want? And um, you know, for the 100th, I'll, I'll post some photos of like the first iteration that I showed you, which was, you know, just terrible compared to the version we have today. So, uh, yeah, I hope you, you know, I hope you like it. I hope the fans like it. And uh, I had a lot of fun working mm. on it. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, that I, looks really good. I love it. Yeah. And, and the logo that I've been using is like literally just a blank Jurassic Park logo. And I just put in with a terrible font that I had. And I think it's called Africa or something like that. Yep. So it's not Africa. even. <laughs> 100%. I know. So it. I, know I just, it. everybody has that Me now. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I just put that together like on a whim and just uploaded it. I, I have no skill in that area of Photoshop and, and creating things and all this stuff. So I needed somebody to actually do that. And and you stepped forward and, and man, you nailed it, man. I, I love it. Like it encompasses all the aspects that I love about the different logos. Like you said, I love the fade of the of the Jurassic Park itself with the – there's actually – I don't know what you would call it, but maybe like – um. Uh, eggshelled or or sort of like crackled look under that and sort of the background itself of the uh, behind the t-rex like i love all this stuff and you did this from scratch so it's legit man yeah, i, I did love it from it. scratch so... yeah, you, you couldn't do ours could you <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah God, me I mean, too that means like, ideas of what you want like you know i think what's fun about the jurassic park logo is that it is very basic and and when i went into this i was like you know we i know that jurassic world it, in our timeline right is like the official park but what if if Jurassic Park was still in existence and it did, you know, all these theme parks, they always go through redesigns, right? I thought, what what would the Jurassic Park logo look like as you entered like the ticket counter, right? Because it would be molded out of like, let's say, plastic or wood or something like that. And so, um, you know, that definitely played a lot into the decision making of this. Um, and I, I tried to mimic the lighting of uh, the Jurassic World poster. Um, and yeah, hopefully I'll have time. I'd like to put together like a video to show everyone like the process of, of first off building it in Maya and then uh, time lapse. Yeah, like a time lapse and then like building it in Maya and then rendering out all the different like you know this thing is broken down to every little nitty gritty thing. There's there's specific lighting passes. There's shadow passes. There's specular passes. There's ambient occlusion passes. Each little letter is its own layer. Like um, if you were to come onto my computer you know i built it in maya and then i did all the compositing work inside of uh nuke by the foundry which is like a professional grade compositing software um and i just went crazy and and you you know brad you were really good enough to just you know kind of keep saying like yeah this looks good i like that i don't like that and uh you know i i asked jay to kind of look at it as well so so jay kind of has seen the the uh iterations of this and I think where we started, which almost, you know, I look back and I go, yeah, this maybe looks a little amateurish. Like where we're at now through the collaboration is I feel like this could exist at a Jurassic Park in real life. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm glad for I'm glad that uh, you guys like it. And I hope everyone else does, too. Well, I think I it'd it. be a really good logo 
if you take the podcast bit off, it would be a really good logo in general for like mm-hmm. a poster, a movie. Yeah, poster. exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, if the the you know Trevaro and J. A. Bona, if you guys haven't hired an artist yet. I am <laughs> totally willing. Your man. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, the way I have this logo set up, you know, if, uh, Brad, if you came to me one day and said, hey, I want to do something special, uh, let's put let's put Hawaiian flowers behind the T-Rex instead of the red and the orange, that is going to take two minutes to do. Hmm. Um, you know, changing the, the current color fade uh, from one color to another, it's hmm. two minutes. You know, this this is a completely broken out logo um that we can just do really whatever we want with as as time goes on which can make it kind of fun you know like christmas we could do uh red and green or you know something like that Mm -hmm. yeah i love it man i i really appreciate it all the hard work and like you said like or like i said before i need people to kind of help out and to to bug me about things and like you're like hey do you want this do you want this new logo i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let me think about it. Let me think of what I got to do and what I need and what, you know, what we need it for, different website, the podcast, all the different stuff. So thank you for getting on top of that and uh, making something really awesome. Yeah, no problem. You know, I, I had mentioned to you, like back, like I said, in the 60s and 70s, like, hey, dude, you should do something special for the 100th. And I think like a, a new, like an updated logo, right, could really like refresh the whole thing. You're like, ah, oh, it's so far away. And I'm like, yeah, it's coming out. Man. Like, you don't, you don't think it is, but it's coming yeah, out. Yeah, really fast, man. And uh, yeah, it's nuts. And I also have uh, a few things here. Actually, one of the things you donated that we're giving away is the uh, the Jurassic World uh, album. So it's like the double LP. It's got this awesome artwork on it. Uh, it's got uh, – it's two two uh, LPs, yeah. So it's got uh, all the songs from the soundtrack. It's awesome, and we're giving it away. It's unopened. And uh, we also have artwork from Jay. So I don't know if you want to talk about that real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, I will be giving out um, – I recently posted um, this this piece I did of like – a very highly detailed um, T-Rex and I, I very influenced by um, Mercury's like work and you can see it on my Instagram page and I did this kind of like I, I my personal artwork I am very like detail oriented when I do certain pieces so I like to mix in like fully detailed um, anatomy of any type of animal in my personal pieces and then I mix it in with like these washes and splashes of ink or paint or whatnot Mm. so it's like a mix of abstract and detail so i did this one it's called the queen and it's uh it's uh the t-rex like every scales in there and whatnot and then you have the splash of paint and then like etched in it says the queen and has a crown over her that's one uh uh piece it will be for the giveaway and then i have one that's in the works right now that i'm finishing um that's gonna have the the three um favorite carnivores of the first movie so we're gonna have of course the t-rex we're gonna um rexy and we're gonna have the big one the the velociraptor um from the first one and then of course a big fan favorite the dilophosaur and all of them are are being drawn out right now and i'm doing them with very detailed work and they're gonna be roaring off the new logo so we'll have that and you know what I mean? That'll be for the giveaway, but of course, all the contributors get one. So, oh, oh awesome, yeah. dude! Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. you guys are getting one, <laughs> and you get one. And you, and you, and you check on your seats. So everyone gets one. Now, <laughs> if uh, I if still anybody's... don't know which one the big one was. <laughs> oh, uh, 
it's it's weird. It's like uh, isn't it the same size? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I always feel. I think I might be wrong, but um, I feel like the the big one. You know, when in they're in the kitchen and they're running away, that one that yeah. just kind of snarls and look at snarls, them. I think that's yeah. her. I think that's yeah. her. And of course, we know that's her, like looking at Muldoon getting eaten. Yeah. So, yeah. She just stares. So um, I'm kind of using like that snarl look that she has, like right before she yeah. attacks Lex. I'm, I'm mm. drawing that one out. And they're all like coming out from the sign. So they're like breaking through the background of, of the new logo. And I had talked That'd to Aaron good. about that. And Aaron, and Aaron's provided me uh, um, the logo. So I'm going to add on, uh, add the dinosaurs onto it and then just add a really cool looking background. And there might be a Lost World um, uh, oriented piece that is actually something that I'll go, be premiering on the actual um, anniversary of the Lost World. And it'll be a print because th this one is digital and the other ones, it's a mixed media. But this one's actually a painting I've been working on for a while. And I'll make prints of that. And uh, awesome. yeah, so... Because awesome. you you guys know I love the Lost World, so it's like a very special painting that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, Jane does. Also, with the with the 20th anniversary, <laughs> we're giving away. Uh, you just ignore that. <laughs> I'm, I'm ignoring it. I'm just keep going. <laughs> we we've we've poked enough fun. Come on, we're good. We, we, I apologize, Jen. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's gonna be I like a running joke it. forever. I... You 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 brought it up, so I can't really apologize that much. So you brought <laughs> yeah. it on yourself. No, I'm, I kind of own it, and I own that. Yeah, right you you could okay. solve this <sighs> in two hours. You could solve it. You know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of the Lost World, uh, Yaroslav. So paintings and don't, yeah, he donated some some uh, of the 20th anniversary uh, prints that uh, I don't know if you saw them at the meetup. We uh, he, he gave them out to everybody, but uh, he also Lost sent me two of them here, so I have two to give away of these. So uh, you'll they'll be all announced probably on our Twitter, our website, and everything. So just keep an eye out there, and we'll let you know. Um, and uh, Jen, I know yeah, you're you're, you're actually working on a charity right now as we speak. Um, do you want to talk about that for a second? Oh yeah, I feel so bad because everyone's like, "Here, let me give this for free. Let me give you free prints." Well, <laughs> no, no, but you're you're helping out in a different way, which is great. So, talk about that. Yeah. For a second. Um, well, I I did a shop last year with stickers for Huntington's disease, and that that got two hundred some dollars. So that was good. So this year. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll try it again. So I had an idea. I know those wristbands, those rubber wristbands are pretty popular. People like them. They put them on their backpacks or purses, whatever. And it's kind of a sense of ownership of whatever's on the wristband. And I thought people would like drastic ones. And then I made Bryce ones with her Born to Belly Laugh tag on there. And it's really neat because the back of both of them have a logo, either Bryce's silhouette on those or the drastic um, – T-Rex logo and then also has Halo on there as well, which is the charity that it benefits. And those are those are really, really cool. I mean, I try to take pictures the best I could, but in person they look so much better than it, they caption on on the camera. And I also have a lot of a lot of bright stuff. And these really cool pens that look amazing. That they, they have it says Chase what excites you because that's Bryce's thing again. But um, those are those pens look so good. They came out so good. Everything came out so good in that shop. And um, you could see it shop dot or on the website or whatever, and 
anything, 100% proceeds that anyone buys from there goes directly to Halo. I make nothing on this. I, I donated the products, I donated my time, and every cent goes right to them. So anytime, anytime you want to buy for people or for your friends or for yourself, feel free because it's all going to a good cause. And you get a really, really good quality product from it, I think. Oh. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I, I love that you keep keep doing that every year. And, uh, We've you got know, a commentary coming up, haven't we? Yeah. We, oh, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. So, I wasn't sure if we were going to actually find the time to do that or not. So I was like, should I mention we're it gonna or gonna not? We're going to try. Keep an yeah, eye we're out. We're going to try. We'll, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. We'll have a Lost World commentary for you, whether it's on the anniversary date or not. And uh, we're, we're still <laughs> working it out. It's always tough getting you know, the chance to record with you guys as you're you – know, across the seas from us so it's very difficult to schedule out times and and we've all got stuff going on so you know no problem we'll get to it and everybody keep an eye out because we did the 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 jurassic world commentary and we had a a absolute blast with that one that one was so much fun yeah that was great and this one this one will be special i think uh i think we we won't you know poke too much fun at jen we'll just kind of keep it straightforward stick to the movie and uh Okay, and on a lot of commentary that I'm not even a part of, I'll still I'll still be there. My name is there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll still make it in. Before, <laughs> maybe that's we... the episode that you could watch. You could listen to the podcast while watching the film. I think that's a good oh, idea. That's true. Before we go, can you just um, re-say the "God creates dinosaur" speech? <laughs> no. <laughs> can you can you edit it in the time that I did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just edit it in there. That was awesome. I was. I think we were all going along with you there. Like, come on, get it, get it. But like, it's it is kind of confusing. Like, what does he say? At what point? It it does get kind of confusing. So you you did really well. It it, it was good fun. That was brilliant. It was good. (laughs) One thing though, Jen. In hindsight, I wished I would have um, would have put the timer on the uh, on that. And oh, I'm glad you did that. I know it would have been it'd have been a lot more petrifying. I know. I wouldn't have got it. And the other one, the one where you had to say one word answer. Oh, yeah. So I think for future people, uh, Aaron and uh, Jay, be prepared. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> be <spot>. prepared. <laughs> my my one word answer was so lame. So lame. I didn't like my no, one word was, answer. I feel like I could have done better on that one. It was good. It was still fun. But then being under pressure adds to the fun, doesn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. It was awesome. I loved doing that. It was good. It was Loved good. It. Well, I've got so, nothing else to say. Yeah, well, that's that's. I think we're we're rounding out the end. We've been doing this for an hour and forty minutes, so hopefully people are still listening. Um, thank you guys so much, and I, I expect a lot. You know, you guys better keep submitting these things. Don't don't uh, you know? Give up now. You know, I need some more pop quiz. I need some more game trail. I need more Amber finds. Jen, whatever you want to submit, I need more of it. I, I was hoping you wouldn't do that. I don't know what to submit. Yeah. I know I. I need more oh. because because I don't know how many you know, of you know, but in July I'm actually having a baby. So what? Uh, congrats, oh, congrats, Brad. So I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. So, so which Jurassic Park character are you naming the baby after? I think oh, that's like the real question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, none. I don't Joker. think. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. T-Rex, no T-Rex jokes or anything like that. Right, <laughs> no, no but, but guys, I do. I do have a, 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 a onesie, Jurassic Park onesie. And uh, nice. my sister bought it from me from Universal Studios. And, and it uh, like a keychain that says, 
number one dad and it has like the Rexy on it. It's so it's so awesome. So, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah. like Congrats, I said, man. I'm gonna need some more segments, guys. So you you gotta step up because because I don't know, it's gonna be difficult. We'll see we'll see how guys. this goes. We'll take it day by day. I'm gonna try to get out as much as I can and uh, you know handle things life and podcasting all at the same time. Well, guys, as as of this recording, we're still in May, but Jurassic June is next month. Yeah. So. Oh yes. I got big plans for Jurassic June. Yes. So I have a small plan, <laughs> a medium plan. I don't know. Medium I don't know what to say. It's an okay plan. I usually give so, up uh, all my plans in May had, because of the anniversary. That we come. <laughs> My yeah. my Instagram is my Instagram and Twitter pages are just gonna be blowing up all over uh, on Jurassic June. I have so much stuff that I'm gonna be posting. Awesome. Now we've my plan goes small. Steve, we could possibly <laughs> Yeah, we could possibly a, do our mount gone what? We've got an event coming up in June as well. We're off to uh Sinmar in London watching Jurassic Park and the Lost World back to back in thirty five mil film. Oh, oh that's that. awesome. We yeah, see it. We're going. We're going with um, Jack Urins and and Sam Phillips. Yeah, yeah. That's that's oh awesome. God. I mean, we had the exhibition over here, so you guys exactly. You've had the exhibition, man. But that's... you guys have had so much. So so shut up. Come on. You guys have had some awesome <laughs> stuff over there recently. You guys get you guys get Jurassic World two two weeks before yeah, us. Come on. I know. Yes, we do. You guys had that I Mosasaurus. You had the you Raptor. Wait. We pen. are going to have like a media so blackout for two weeks. Yeah, that's going to be real see. tough. Jurassic Park has been blocked. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a really like, I think that's a really bad move. If I'm honest, I can't yeah. see why that. It doesn't even like Spain and places like that get it before you as well. Yeah. I think um, probably there is a couple of European countries that do it either a day or two days before us as well. Uh, I think uh-oh. Spain's getting it uh, almost at the same time as as you guys because of uh, J. A. Bayona. Yeah, makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? So uh, does anybody uh, else have anything else going on? Anything you want to promote or, you know, you at least give out your Twitter handles and where to find you all. So I think um, I was going to say, um, check out the um, Royal Albert Hall thing we worked on with Jurassic Cast. Mm-hmm. If you go on to, um, I'll get a link. Yeah, it's I'll on, put it in the show notes. Yeah, um, that was a really good day out. That's something that I think everyone just sort of like we we me and Steve really worked behind the scenes a little bit. Like we weren't in charge of the camera or anything, but it was a really good experience. That oh, I was a tripod uh, person, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's still cool. Still got to sit in the in, in the uh, Royal Albert Hall, which is such an amazing theater. Mm-hmm. And Steve, you did some good filming, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, up on the stage or uh, behind the stage, going through all the offices and everything. It was just amazing. I mean, we had like full access to the whole entire theater as well. Like we could go where we wanted, when we wanted. It was like, I can't believe our luck. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, um, check that out. Um, Brad, I'll post a link for that. That's mm-hmm. really, really good. And that's it really. That's a Jurassic Unicast on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And uh, yeah. I did that Claire article for Jurassic Outpost. Oh, you did. And oh, that was nice. very good, by the way. Thank you. That got a that lot of really, really good. good reception. Thanks. Because even when I go on the, these different podcasts and people ask me about Claire, or even on yours, you asked me something about the bravest character oh, or yeah. bravest yeah. human. And I, I feel weird saying Claire because I know everyone's laughing at that response. But I, I made that article so people could see what I see and my 
idea and my perspective of it and so they can kind of understand why I choose her all the time Mm -hmm. and why I really like her more than anybody from the series almost pretty much and yeah it was a really good outlet to really because I've done it on Brad's podcast I think one of the first ones I did Brad was um defending Claire like it was two hours that's that's one of our like most downloaded ones people really love hearing about Claire and I think I think there's they're just hidden in the weeds you know they're in the long grass uh, you don't know what that means, yeah. but um, <laughs> no. Uh, but it, it's yeah. I think they're out there, and they do love hearing about Claire. And you know, I guess people don't want to be over bombarded with it, but people do want to hear people stand up for it. And maybe they just want a reason not to hate her because they just don't know. They don't see it. They they're coming at it from a different way, mm-hmm. different perspective. I don't know. But I I'm glad I had that outlet. Yeah. To- actually formally write down what the two hours we put in that podcast to condense it and it got a good exposure and i got a lot of good comments and that's really great Mm -hmm. i know everybody loves hearing you so so keep keep writing keep podcasting keep doing everything because you're one of the best voices out there everybody loves hearing from you oh my thank you (laughs) so are you (laughs) oh thanks so sweet (laughs) so who's up next uh uh yeah, so I mean, you can find me at uh, at Aaron D Buyer on Twitter. Um, I also have an IMDb page if you guys want to go check that out. As of the time of this recording, uh, if you're into 3D movies, you can go check out uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D uh, Volume Two. I had a chance to work on that, and uh, oh, I really? had a chance, yeah, yeah, and I had a chance to work on uh, King Arthur in 3D as well. So oh, go man. check that out if you have if you have the opportunity. We need a whole podcast just so you can talk about it. Yeah, and I, I, I talk to Brad about this all the time. It's like, that's about all I can say is that I worked on it, and that's about it. Did you get to meet, like, all the cast and... Uh, no, I don't. We, I'm a, I'm a post-production, so... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so we don't really it's get to meet It's still cool, though. That's anyone. still epic to be working on something on that scale. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, and I got to work on uh, Jurassic Park 3D, and I got to work on Jurassic World 3D. Uh, so, um, you know, that's that, I guess. Awesome. That's an epic yeah. life. Congrats. <laughs> mm, sure. Epic. We'll call it that. <laughs> it, it's exciting. It is exciting. It is. So, Jen, where can everybody yeah, find you? Oh, I'm sure. Um, people know. They, they can know. get me at Jennifer. <laughs> wait. Yeah, Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 and the Bryce Dallas Howard Network, BDH Network. Yes. Nice. They can find nice. me there. Yeah. And Jay? All right, so like I said, uh, next month I have a lot of stuff going on. Um, I'm doing some WIPs of like certain pieces of artwork that I'm working on and plus some of the like like custom toys and, and custom stuff that I haven't posted in a while. I finally have like the time to be working on some of these things. I have uh, progress on the Jurassic Park gates that I worked on for a long time. I have some progress on the Raptor pen. Um, and I have these like really cool plaques that um like wood burning into uh like certain like uh, fossils like of of finds that they actually uh found in museums uh, that they have in museums and mm-hmm. like i'm doing them on like little plaques of wood and actually like doing the exact look of what they look like when awesome. you have them displayed in the museum but they'll be on little woods wooden plaques that's cool um so I have all this like stuff going on for the next month that I've been kind of saving to just like release it all on um, on you know Jurassic June, which is like our big month for Jurassic Park fans. Yeah. So I have all that stuff happening, um, and 
you guys can find me on Instagram at, you know, I mean, at J Jurassic, J A Y E underscore J U R A S S I C K. The same thing on Twitter. And yeah, that's what I got going on. Awesome. Well, before we head out, I'd thank you so much to all the listeners, too. You guys have really made this an awesome experience. And, uh, we, we just keep growing in listenership and, and uh, people interacting and all that stuff. So I really appreciate everybody listening. I try to say it every week, make you guys feel like, uh, you know, listening actually matters and, and uh, that you're actually communicating with us. So thank you so much. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks, thank everyone. You. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. And uh, thanks again, guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Supposed to be a genius or something? I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Dendron. Incorporating all the latest technologies. We shouldn't be here. And there's five dinosaurs. How many Sarahs do you think are on this island? Today, here in the mailbag segment, I wanted to showcase a few of the listeners who actually sent in some cool audio for the 100th episode, so let's dive right in. Hey Brad, this is Lonnie Clay. Just wanted to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Probably just finished recording it. Uh, quite a feat, man. Just wanted to uh, thank you for everything you do for the Jurassic Park community. Um, we know everyone appreciates it. Um, everything you do to celebrate the Lost World is too great, man. It's definitely a movie that does not get the appreciation um, it deserves. I'm looking forward to 200, and uh, keep it up, man. Thanks. Hello there. This is Alex, a.k.a. BoomstickWiz. Well, some of you may have stumbled upon my name on Twitter. First of all, congratulations to the 100th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. This is a big milestone for any podcast, and I'm amazed how easy this comes along with that one. Biggest kudos absolutely go to Brad and everybody involved making that one. You really feel the heart and soul you put in there. And special thanks to every guest there has been on the show so far. And you know, well, ladies first, so Jennifer Tarek. Um, and then we go on with Dan Coran, the guys from Jurassic Unicast. They're just so funny. Uh, I know Dino, Jay Jurassic. The, the special guest interviews with uh, the guys who were working on the movie or the games or on writing books and finally the collaborations with the uh, Jurassic Outpost and the Jurassic cast which in my opinion are just fantastic and from all of the different podcasts about our beloved franchise there's re um, this one really cares about us as JP fans as a whole it's just my personal opinion how this comes along with everything I hear during the podcasts itself. Um, as a short info about myself, I'm a JP fan since 91. Yes, really. Um, even before anybody knew uh, that Spielberg's going to make, well, that blockbuster um, that we know today. Um, this, this all came along with my uh, auntie, um, who gave me Michael Crichton's book just after reading it in one rush through one night. And she gave it to me because um, she knew that I was 
pretty much into dinosaurs, and I was I was nine years old at that time. Um, two years later, I found myself at the premiere screening in Germany. That's where I'm from. Um, until today, I never ever witnessed movie magic as intense as well at that night. It was just completely well yes movie magic as i said uh, from then on i collected everything i could searching for every new information well and it was the early 19th so it was the dark ages uh, so the dark age of information flow that was pre-internet so it was it was really hard um, especially outside the us uh, to get infos so i i got every movie magazine, every video game magazine, every newspaper, every TV um, brochure, whatever I could. And whenever I saw that T-Rex logo, well, I had to buy it or I begged my mom to get it for me or whatever. So uh, that changed um, until the late 90s, around the time The Lost World was released. So um, there was something absolutely different from the years before because that internet thing came across and we had that in school, so in my high school time. And from that on I was constantly on the, on the internet uh, searching for news and, well, became one of the first, well, maybe core forum members of the then biggest Jurassic Park fan site called Internet. So that was an absolute blast and it was everybody from all around the world. Um, I, I, I loved, I loved every second of it. It was an absolutely new world for me and if there's anybody out there who remembers that uh, Internet times, well Here's my shout out for you. Um, remember, guys and, girl, and gals, you know, um, we started it all, it all once, and it was in the late 90s, and when the internet was young and fresh and absolutely stunning. So I, I can uh, remember names like uh, Velociraptor 101 and Cody the Raptor and Sarah Sith Lord, and I, I don't know. It was, it was absolutely great. Um, and after. Uh, a little time that site got closed down because um, the moderator had to go to the armed forces so at that time here in Germany uh, we had to serve for a special, thi uh, special time and that was the reason um, the site was closed down uh, as far as I can remember but a few of the contacts um, lasted a little longer and I remember um, with that little program named ICQ, which was absolutely hot and new at that time, um, I, I chatted uh, with with a lot of you guys um, at that time. So, in the in the end of the internet time, there were a lot of new Jurassic Park fans I had coming up um, throughout the entire net. Um, but I remember vividly that. Dan's JP3 page was really the number one for everything JP related. It became my, well, number one source for um, 
the next years. And so shout out to Dan's JP3 page and everybody involved there. It was uh, very nice. But it also showed me how too much information can, well, make a movie less exciting. So because there were so many infos I got from JP3 month before the actual movie was released in the theater um, so that I wasn't really so surprised by by the movie uh, when I saw it in the end. Um, this makes me aware of how far I well, could go in the future for every movie I'm interested in. So, but um, fast forward to the year 2015. Well, of course, out of the everlasting interest for the franchise, I was, well, pretty much like everyone else of you, very excited about, uh, about the upcoming movie. Around that time, I found the Jurassic Cast podcast because um, in the in the 2013, 14 years or so, I found myself pretty much into podcasts. Well, it started with some video game podcasts, and uh, then later I'm uh, Chris Jericho's and Stone Cold Steve Hoskins podcast, which I really, I really liked. Um, and occasionally listening uh, today, but oh my god, they have so many um, commercials during uh, their entire show. It's hard to hear for me now. But nevertheless, um, let's go back to the Jurassic cast. I was, um, well, just in preparation um, and pure enjoyment and excitement for the new movie. I listened to every episode of that cast and to every amazing interview. Um, that was that was really cool, having all these memories from the different, well, guys who worked on Jurassic Park and The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 prior to Jurassic World. Um, pretty, pretty much... Uh, went directly into my belly and I, I was I was really really happy at that time and pretty pretty excited um, then I went to the uh, GP legacy podcast which well you probably all know and um, there I remember where some episodes that I stopped because I don't want to have too much information about Jurassic World. So these these spoiler awareness is is pretty high with me. Um, well, because of my experiences with Jurassic Park three, but um, f uh, with the release of Jurassic World, the Jurassic Park podcast also arrived. And uh, first, it was very, very well done with all the uh, inserts from from the movies, with the dialogue and music and stuff. And um, well, you know the podcast, uh, the the all the different sections of it. Um, but it was first a little, a little shorter and more, more like a news show. Um, but then, with the help of, of this great community, it started to evolve and got bigger and bigger. And 
there was more diversity um, there were interesting new segments it was absolutely easy easy to listen and it's just fun podcast to to hear and it easily became one of my favorite podcasts well of, of any podcast i'm hearing now um, and because of the heavy inclusion of of, of the fans um, this one feels so much more connected to the early spirit we had back at internet well about almost 20 years um, it, it just feels like coming home just on a, on a different level not just writing in a forum but listening to you each and every week for well 100 weeks in a row but almost I don't know maybe there was one week we had to wait for another episode because of some illness or something but wow and um, it always feels fresh and exciting and well especially to you Brad it's your absolutely positive vibe towards everybody and everybody's opinions and ideas that feel so naturally and um, you especially feel so interested in the or in your interview partners that it really um, encouraged me now to come out because I'm, I'm well pretty pretty lazy on Twitter and on e writing emails or, or stuff and whatever but and here comes my my little um, shout out to everybody who is like me um, this Jurassic Park podcast is absolutely the space for us as a community and I also speak to the other podcasts at uh, the other Jurassic Park podcast for you know the outpost and Jurassic cast um, because of your collaboration now with the Jurassic Park podcast this is the best space that I can imagine for a foundation of us as a huge community um, and to grow and to show that we are and to well show also the guys make the movies how much we love that franchise and um, so I'm going to stop right now because I don't want to go for too long um, I'm, I'm excuse me if it was too long for you and excuse for my accent because well you guessed it but um, it uh, this is not just about me now this is uh, absolutely um, a celebration episode for that Jurassic Park podcast because 100 episodes is a milestone as I said in the beginning and of course congratulations it's absolutely fantastic um, I'm having a blast I'm, I'm looking forward to every new episode and it's it's for me it's the best the best start in the week um, so for you um, do it as long as you're having fun with it it's um, it really 
feels like you have it now and it shouldn't ever feel like work that that's that's not good so just do it as long as you have well fun just having a good time hang around friends um and well i got a pretty good feeling that uh, this this can get even bigger than it is right now so maybe for the future you can include uh, some new segments about um, interviewing a fan about how he became a fan and how uh, Jurassic influenced their lives maybe um, I would I would like to do it um, if there's any interest um, from from the other ones um, if they if they want to hear another version and so I'm I'm pretty much interested of how about Jurassic Park was evolving to what it is now well from all around the world so here's a last shout out to every fan um, who not even has English as its um, first language just come out and, and tell your story even even with any accent because I'm, I'm really excited uh, to hear uh, what it was for people from all around the world to to listen um, about their experience of the Jurassic Park so and for the now for the last of course again congratulations I'm very excited it's my first time ever to record something um, for a for a podcast or or even for a podcast therefore for a wider audience um, I had a blast uh, it Oh, yes, it, it took me a while. Um, I had to convince myself to do this, and um, well, I, I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, so let's go back to maybe another one um, guest commenter, or of course, go go back to Brad and his guests were probably live. I don't know. I'm just curious about episode 100 uh, as much as everyone else. So, I hope you had fun so far and I do wish you a lot of fun for everything that's coming. So, goodbye. This was Alex. Yeah. Shut up, man. I'm talking to the people. Thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. You know, this goes out to all the listeners, not just the ones who submitted here today. I really, truly appreciate all the time you guys devote during your weeks to listen to the podcast. You know, as a avid listener of podcasts myself, I know it takes a lot of time and effort to dive into these long podcasts like this week after week. So if you stuck it out, I really, really appreciate it. You guys are the reason that I put this show together, and uh, you've heard me say it here before, but this isn't just my podcast, it's yours. I know it sounds corny, but it's true. Um, it's your outlet to express how much you love this franchise, and I think everybody deserves the spotlight when it comes to showcasing our love for Jurassic Park. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. 
It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 100th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Jen, Jay, Aaron, Steve, and James for today's conversation, but also all the amazing contributors who have and are certainly just starting to play a bigger role here in the podcast, like Travis Stevens, Chris Lanham, Chris Cross Media, Zach Carlisle, Jarrett Courtney, Matt Prody, Dan Caron, and literally anybody else who has participated here on the podcast. Sorry if I forget anybody here. There's a lot of names to go over. Uh, but you are all so incredible and awesome. I love talking to you each and every time. You guys make it really easy to talk to, natural conversations. And you know what? I certainly consider you all my friends. So here's to another 100 episodes. It's going to be a lot, and I can't wait to do it. Don't forget about the awesome giveaway that we're running over on our website. Definitely check that out, along with the other episodes that we're posting this week. That would be the commentary with James and Steve for The Lost World and The Lost World special episode featuring thoughts from the fans on the 20th anniversary. Let's make sure to celebrate The Lost World big this week. We got to make sure that Universal knows that we love this movie. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732 725-7763. Thanks for listening to 100 episodes of the Jurassic Park Podcast. And of course, enjoy. Help me, Roland. There's a job for you at the park in San Diego if you want it. No, thank you. I believe I've spent enough time in the company of death. Five deaths. He says. Sorry for that guy in Enrique. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.